I'm waiting for the clap. Hello gamers from around the world, this is Foxenberger, the video game enthusiast from Germany and I would like to welcome the waiting, wandering Dutch, He's he's been waiting for the clap, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was perfect time in that mind. <laughs> oh good lord. Uh, we yeah, are off. For, for perspective, just before you did the clap, he was like, all right. <laughs> So we are off for a good start here. We are off for a good start. So welcome everybody. Uh, it's it, it's gonna be a fun fun one. Um, so today, um, yeah, we have a lot to talk about. It was it started out as a slow news week, you know. Uh, uh, Independence Day in the US um, slowed down the news, but uh, when I was putting together the topics for today, I was like, man, there's actually quite some interesting stuff to talk about. So it's going to be a fun one, but let me first welcome this awesome community. The chat is already filling up with a lot of familiar names. So welcome to you guys, but also welcome to everyone who listens after the fact, either here on YouTube or on Spotify iTunes, Google Podcast, Amazon Music, wherever you are listening, welcome. We're gonna have an awesome show and Dutch, welcome to you. How are you doing today, man? Yeah, I'm good. I'm a bit tired, but I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to the weekend to to rest and, and chill out and just play some games. And Nice. I don't feel like I've played anything this week. In fact, I, I know I haven't. I think I've played... Mm. At the beginning of the week, I might have played a bit of Diablo, but I haven't literally had a chance to play any games this week so okay it's been uh, good it's not been good hmm so it sounds tired. like you need some gaming man uh yeah you're, you're feeling Definitely. the withdrawal and <laughs> yeah we're more of them but uh, we're almost at the end of it we're almost at the end it's friday tomorrow so i'm looking forward to the weekend absolutely absolutely yeah Great, good stuff. We're gonna have a fun show here today, and yes. Dutch. We already before the show even started got in a, a great super chat from our good friend Drawn TJ, who sends in two dollars. He says, "Hi, Boxy. Hey, Dutch. Everyone, please hit the like button, guys. That would be absolutely awesome. Uh, if you could do us a favor, just just hit the little thumbs up. Um, if you do enjoy the show, this this really helps these little sh little shows out. So. If you could do us that favor, that would be absolutely awesome. So Dutch, you already mentioned you you haven't been playing much, but surely you played some games over the last weekend. So so what have you been playing, man? Literally just Diablo. Diablo. <laughs> just like me, man. Just like me. Let me put on let me put on on some some gameplay I recorded on our Sunday session uh, when we played like uh, we, we we took on the the high tier um, nightmare dungeons together and we were like annihilated. So uh, people can watch us die a lot here in this footage. Nice. nice. <laughs> it was good fun. It was good fun. Um, so. Uh yeah, Diablo man. How how are you doing uh, by with, with with Diablo man? I am level I'd like to say level 61 now. 61. 61. Nice, nice. I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. You, not, you... not terrible, not not bad. Mm. 
How are you liking the new build? I, I told you about my the, the 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 build, the skill build I fancy, and uh, uh, you you copied it. So how how did you feel about it, or did you keep it? Uh, I have I have kept it at the moment. But I haven't been back to it as yet. I don't know whether or not I'll keep it because I still miss the arc light, uh, the the um, chain lightning. I just miss that. that. Mm. I, I don't know. I don't, I'm gonna have a play around. I'm gonna have a play around. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see. I might go fire build and try that out as well. Ah, I tried that. I, I tried that. Didn't like the fire build with the sorcerer. Uh, tried a solo solely uh, lighting build. Didn't like that either. Um, and now this mix of between lighting and and uh, ice. Uh, it's. I mean, the thing is, you really need the right aspects for this build to shine. Like there are so yeah. many aspects you can imprint on your gear that that will like give you extra damage for freezing enemies, for chilling enemies, for stunning enemies, and that's basically the whole idea. You constantly chill, stun, and freeze enemies. And if you have like these damage boosters uh, from the from all the aspects, it's it feels like it's, I'm playing now. I'm level fifty nine. And I can easily beat Nightmare 12 or 13 dungeons solo, like yeah. in 10 minutes or so. And I feel that that is quite OP because I've been seeing people struggling at the the 60 level mark with Nightmare dungeons of tier 8 or so. So, yeah, man, I... I I'm still super happy with that build, um, but I'm. Yeah. I tried to get the to to world tier four solo. You know that the. Yeah, the, I told the, you that dungeon. The that dungeon. dungeon. Was it the boss? It yeah yeah it was the boss. Uh, I actually was surprised I even got to the boss because the dungeon itself is also quite strong. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we we because I played it and I've got. We've got like two lots of gameplay going on here, so I've got gameplay going on mm. on there. And we went to, we did that dungeon, and we got our ass absolutely kicked several times to the point where we had maybe four lives left between us. Um, and there was just these enemies that just were one shotting every time. It was yeah. like, what is going on? <laughs> this is like a, a group of like all sixty plus characters, so we weren't like low level by any stretch. Mm. But just getting annihilated. Yeah, it is. And then, and then the boss. And then the boss was just insane. It is the boss, dude. I was like, man, I feel I feel so confident about my my build. And even though the the dungeon is recommended for level uh, seventy plus, uh, and I tr I was like fifty seven or fifty eight when I tried it solo, I went in there like cocky, you know. Okay, okay, I can beat yeah. this. I can. Yeah, uh, but Jesus, no, no chance. So I'm, I'm gonna grind a little more. I, mm -hmm. I, you know what? I found out. I don't know. Maybe that's not a secret, but it was new to me. Like in the Paragon system, you know, you can add these additional boards, and you can choose yeah. in between twelve different boards that you can add every time you 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 move on to the next board, and you can rotate them. I did not know that. And this is really a game changer because this way you can choose your favorite board, place it, rotate it in the direction you want, and then you can get the skills you actually want really quick. It's like 
super awesome. Um, like fantastic, a fantastic boost. So yeah, man, Diablo. It's I'm so addicted. Uh, been traveling this week uh, multiple times for work. So played it on my ally. Um, <laughs> Uh, actually, I was surprised. <laughs> of course, yeah, because it's like, okay, you have to be online for Diablo, of course. Um, and so I had to do a, like a, um, uh, uh, what's that in English? A hotspot, you know, from my phone. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. Connect yeah. to the internet. I was like, okay, the lag is gonna kill me, but actually, it was like super awesome, fantastic experience. So, um, yeah. I've got a suggestion for you as well for future gameplay recordings. Do you know you can put your um, your hood directly in the center? I know. I see. I know people will probably laugh at me because, like, every Diablo had the the hut in the center, and they were and and it is like the, actually the way to play. But in the beta, you were not able to change it. So I did change it to the middle first thing when the full game came out and I didn't like it. I prefer the preferred on the left side, man. I got used to it. I like it. So yeah, I've, I've just put mine in the center. It, 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 it's definitely much more aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. If you feel yeah, so. Looking, if you feel so. Mm. Yeah, I've literally just changed it, but it, it's, it's much nicer. And yeah. Uh, for streaming as well, it's a little bit better because maybe I should try it again. Cameras left or right, yeah. And with yourself, if you have a look at the way we've got this two person layout, you would have your thing directly in the center, mm-hmm. and then people could see everything that's going on. They could see. That is true. That is very true. Now they can't see shit here. Huh. Yeah. I might do. Benefit. I might do it again and, and give it a try. <laughs> I will give it at least a try. Again. Yeah. So um, let me shout out Tron TJ who sends in a super generous $20 super chat and says Xbox after the ABK deal is done, uh, go get uh, IO into F- Active and Asobo and Certain Affinity and Crystal Dynamics and Idaho's and more small studios next year. Get Sega then in 25. Go get Warner Brothers. Also get Tridec, Crytek and CD Projekt Red. Yeah, TJ, you you're you're on a acquisition spree <laughs> here. Um, we will definitely uh, going to be talking about that a little later, more in depth. But IO Interactive, man, uh, they founded a new studio today. I don't know if you've seen yeah. that. Um, I have in Brighton in the UK. Yeah, and exactly in the in the UK, they founded this new studio. What, what's it called? Um, uh, where is it? I have it in my notes. Uh, Pri- uh, in Brighton, New Brighton Studio. Uh, yeah. And they're going to work on James Bond, fantasy, uh, the Fantasy Project, and Hitman. And I feel like Xbox, um, IO would make sense for them. Like, when, when yeah. you look at what they have technology-wise, the way how they put out their games, how they stru- restructured Hitman, um, I think... And and now they obviously have a strong collaboration with with Xbox with with Project Fantasy, which previously apparently was called Project Dragon. Um, I feel like th- that would definitely make sense. What what do you think? Yeah, yeah, I think they've mentioned it anyway. With um, with was it not the James Bond title? Yes. What what, what do you mean with, with the James Bond title? 
I'm sure isn't isn't that a project that we're working on with Microsoft? I th- no, it's what was the project Fantasy that they were working on with Microsoft. Was it? Was it yes. not? I'm sure it was James Bond. You know, no, it, as well. Uh, I don't think so. I I could be wrong here, but. Uh, it, it was sort of like a leak by Jess Corden that they work on on a project together called Project Dragon. And when they revealed it, you know, it's not really a reveal. They like posted one concept on it yeah. and uh, uh, it was called Project Fantasy. But that's the, that's the title apparently that yeah. they're working on. I don't know about the, the James Bond thing. I think the James Bond thing was not announced uh, for any platform or is not announced for any platform. Not sure. Maybe some. Maybe someone in the chat knows. Um, let us yeah. know. Let us know. Um, that but yeah. one was rumored for a while, and that one was rumored as a thing that they were doing with Xbox. Never mind this one. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. But no, it's um, it's interesting. I think what well, the the interesting that thing that come from that is the the CEO of IOI uh, uh, Interactive as well, who's kind of saying that like, it's kind of free for, for any of our guys from any of office, any of the offices to work on these projects. It's not a case of if you're at this office, you work on this project, or if you're at this office, you work at this project. I don't know whether how, how that would work in terms of collaboration and things like that. If you've got like mm. your dev team for each game split up between multiple offices as opposed to just like, okay, this office, this this studio is working on this game and this studio is working on this game, which would make a little bit it's, more sense on that front. I don't know. It You know, I know what you mean. Like being in the same office absolutely makes sense for a lot of things. Yeah, but it's, it's, mainly for, it's mainly for time zones. Yes. If you have to think of when... Like when you're clocking off in the UK, it's five o'clock. When you're know. starting in America, it's. <laughs> I have, I, dude. I have the problem at work that I have like projects with with partners in China and in the yeah. US. So basically, I have meetings very, very early in the morning and very, very late in the day because for some reason I don't know. I don't want to offend our American viewers, but. I can never schedule meetings before their local time, 10 a.m. It's like, dude, who starts working at 10 a.m.? Like, yeah, we're always in the office at like minimum like half eight, maybe eight o'clock. Yeah, eight, eight latest, eight latest. Yeah, Uh, that's, but hey, yeah, no, but what I was uh, getting at with IO, you know, the, the thing also is you could really f- have a studio that focuses on one certain thing, you know, have like the tech guys uh, for, for the engine or so in one studio yeah. or, or like the audio guys or the animation guys. And of course, then they work on multiple projects, uh, but they have like a certain skill set in, in one particular place. It, it really depends on how they are structuring themselves. But hey, I oh that that's the thing that actually got me excited. They sound like they are really putting themselves out to become like this massive AAA developer. Like obviously Hitman. I don't know if if you would say Hitman is AAA, but it, it definitely wanted to be in that ballpark. But now with with all these other projects, yeah. Um, Man, they they definitely want to be something. So yeah, yeah, and yeah. TJ, uh, John TJ also follows up with a five dollar super chat. He said, 
we should play Diablo some sometimes, guys. Uh, I'm level 52, world tier 3. Man, I, we, we would be happy to, to game up. Uh, that sh- I think. Boxy, why do you have a, why do you have a, a thing full of, uh, a, a thing full of caches that you haven't opened? What, what, what are you talking about here? On, on, on the stream, I just noticed that your character had a chest full of caches that you haven't opened. Oh no, that's what's like the herb thing or something. Like a herb cache? Do you just collect them and not open them? I the, the herb caches you cannot can't open the herb caches. You can stash them in your in your chest and then use them at the at the potion lady. What? No, you can just open them and then you collect the herbs. No, when you collect too many herbs, <laughs> you 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 fill up one of these caches of herbs. And then you can store them in their, in your chest. <laughs> I've never collected too many. How do you collect too many? Herbs? I don't know. I just collect them. You know, I like my herbs. <laughs> I, I like them fresh. I like them, you know, collected. It's <laughs> yeah. Notice that I was like, why have you got so many caches? Why don't you just open them? <laughs> no, I have like, like I have my chest. Uh, I have like three. Boards full with herbs and materials, and you you can store that shit there, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how it works. Uh, so TJ, yeah, hit us up. Uh, I'll or I'll hit you, hit you up. Um, uh, Dutch and I over the weekend we're definitely gonna be playing. Um, probably yeah. Sunday. Yeah. Um, absolutely. We need a full party. We need to go for that World Tier Four run again, man. I want to get to yeah. World Tier Tier Four. TJ, we we gonna we gonna nail it. What what class are you playing? Everyone in the chat, please let let us know what what class are you guys playing? If you're playing Diablo, um, so and then he follows up with another five dollar super chat. Man, thank you so much. He says it's eleven twenty four right now, and I start work at six a.m. It's going to be a hundred and three Fahrenheit today. I have no idea oh, what that is in what. How much just, is that in degrees Celsius? 103 Fahrenheit. Uh, 30 something. That's like 39 degrees. Jesus, dude. That is, that is hot. Dustin, I don't want to have to correct you, but the H in Herb is not silent. It's it's only silent for Americans. (laughs) (laughs) And with with my beautiful German English, I definitely. (laughs) So TJ follows up with $2 and says, uh, I'm a necromancer. Oh, we need, that's good. We need damage dealers. Uh, I mean, we are, we are too, too tanky sorcerers, but. um, Very tanky sorcerers. Yes. Yes, absolutely. All right, all right, man. I could talk the entire podcast about um, about uh, let's Diablo. From the Aid podcast to the Diablo podcast, yeah, and most soon certainly. the Starfield podcast. Yes, yes, and I can't wait. Um, I can't wait. Still rooting, fingers crossed, to get a review code. Um, but I don't know about that. Uh, yeah. I never gotten yeah. a, a review code for from Xbox for anything, so they always write. I've gotten I've gotten Xbox review codes, but not from Xbox. 
Yeah, I that's true. I got I got <laughs> yeah, I got H4 the review code uh from that uh, well, what's that website where you have to register um uh was it keymailer keymailer thank you uh and i, I registered and they said yeah yeah you will you will get a key and i got the key like at the day after the review embargo dropped so oh, nice yeah that, but that was the <laughs> actually the only xbox game i i've ever gotten a review code so and and like literally one day later it came to game pass so there was really no <laughs> <laughs> real benefit uh but I've been. It's it was still worth it because hey, seven hundred hours in H four, and loved every second. Uh, but Diablo totally consumed me. So you're right. We we are now the Diablo podcast here, man. Um, <laughs> definitely. And uh, soon there will be season one. I can't wait to see what they will bring. Actually, today is this the, the develop stream. I think it's like an hour into our podcast. So when suddenly everyone drops out of this this show, uh, we know why. <laughs> we know exactly. I think why. we'll get we'll get to see because well, they they teased a little bit of it on on Twitter. They were mentioning like the corruption takes over. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. Map. So it looks like it's like in season one, there's obviously going to be a, like a big world event that's happening. The entirety of season one where kind of everything goes to shit, which I'm all for because Absolutely. I think, I think I the mean, end game does, I think the end game does need a little work. Um, I mean, there's plenty of dungeons and there's plenty of things to find and stuff like that. And that's okay. Um, but I think it's it's very much just standard grind and trying to refine your build, and mm. that's kind of just the end game at the minute. But there isn't actually much else to do past grinding to get to World Tier 4 and then beyond World Tier 4, grind for Uber, Uber, Uber Lilith. Mm. I can't wait for Uber thing. Lilith. Yeah, apparently it is an absolute <laughs> nightmare. Apparently yeah. it is really bad. Okay. Um, okay. I mean, in a, in a good way, it's very difficult, but also in a bad way. So. <laughs> because you really have to optimize your build then yeah, they, yeah. They are, what i'm really missing uh i i love that in in diablo 3 in the end game um but they they added that like i don't know three or four years after the game came out so uh mm -hmm. to the end game it was like um what were they called um like you know matching armor sets so yes like i don't know the the armor set of doom or something and then if you have the helmet of doom and and the the gloves of doom and the i don't know uh, yeah so it'd give you a book if you had the whole thing exactly if you had the whole yeah. set um that was like something really cool because they had like a set for for more or less every skill build and um that that was that was actually a real fun thing so i hope they bring that back um but yeah let, man let let's move on from uh from Diablo. Uh, there's a couple of little thing couple of little things sure. from Diablo I do want to see added though. Uh, please, please, please. World bosses, I think they need more and they need them more frequent. Yes, facts. I hate it, man. I I only fought one yet because like literally every time they spawn it is like Okay, ten minutes before I have to take the kids to bed, or like during dinner time, or during work day. But it's like, 
Yeah, or super late, like three. Or super late, yeah, three a.m. or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I agree there. I agree there. We'll get bosses. to do one, one a day, and that's like seven o'clock, eight o'clock in the evening. Hmm. If we manage to catch it, if we don't, the next one's three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, like really, <laughs> really. They need and they need to do different ones because, right? We've already got to the point where we've, and, and you haven't tried them all, but I've played against all three of the world bosses. Okay. And I've played against all three of the world bosses multiple times now. Mm. And that doesn't give any benefit. They're not too easy, but the loot you get from them is no different to what you'd get from a nightmare dungeon. Yeah. So it's kind of like, do I do a world boss? Do I wait around for one of those? Or do I just go to a nightmare dungeon and get the same kind of loot? Um, so it's better doing that. Secondly, why did they insist on making every outfit for the sorcerer a woman's outfit? That's a good question. You've been asking me that while we were playing. Uh, yeah. And, you, and you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Why? What, what I don't know. Wizard and like sorcerers are, are both. So, like, at least if you've got an armor set, make it. So, if you're a male, that armor set is more built to masculine. And if it's female, then more built to feminine. But every outfit silky like, like nice little silk arm straps and things like that and i'm like <laughs> <laughs> you've got these cool shoulder pads like giant like spiky shoulder pads and things and you've got these little silk numbers going down your arms <laughs> like really <laughs> come on yeah i mean meant to be this kind of badass mean sorcerer who's like blowing things up and that yeah. like all i do agree shop. there i do it I actually stopped using the transmog system because I'm still swapping out too many outfits and I always want to see like, okay, what does my new helmet look like? What does my new, I don't know, yeah. shoes look like? So, um, so I've already but, managed to get a few combined sets so I can build an entire mm -hmm. set of a few cool things like the Warlord set and um, the Exceptional set, which is, which is good. Um, but a lot of them are same-same. A lot of them look very similar to each other. Yeah. But you cannot tell the difference. Even when I've transmogged them, like I've got three helmets that look identical on transmog and I go between them and they don't look any different. I'm like, what is the difference here? Like, what am I missing? There's no difference. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a few, there's a few little nitpicks that I want, want them to change specifically for the end game. World boss need to be, they need to add more in different types of world bosses. Mm. Um, going in difficulty, even if you do like, I don't know, like world bosses that kind of uh, are ranging difficulty. So at certain points of the day, you've got all the nightmare world of, boss, you know? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. exactly a nightmare one where where you've got thirty minutes to get rid of it, and it's like really difficult, and it and it kind of wipes like like um, the dragon was. I, forget, I keep forgetting the name of him. The first time Ash we fought Ashiva that. also Ashava, Ashava, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The first time we fought that, it was one hit kill. He was just whoosh, swipe of the wing and you were dead. Yeah. <laughs> and but you were like just... level 20 or so when you fought that guy. Yeah, but even the first time I fought him in post game, it was like knock and then it was like, whoa, and dragging it down. Uh, and your health would just disappear. But now it's just a case of, okay, get get close and, and right in his face and he can't do anything. Mm. He can't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. It's just a case of like just keep hitting the button until he's eventually gone. 
Um, so they, they need to work on something there. But uh, yeah, I, I agree. Something like a Nightmare World boss, as well as having standard ones, but also change up the design, create a new world boss. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they do something like that for whatever the seasons are, and maybe introduce a new world boss for the seasons. With it being the way they've done it now, with it being this open world um, kind of collaborative online thing, they they need to implement more things like that more often. Create new world bosses, create yeah. new events, new new events. Yeah, I I've I have no doubt that something is coming. So maybe the the yeah. stream later will reveal what 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 we can expect there on that end, man. Yeah. So. Um, now we're moving on from Diablo. <laughs> um, so, a lot of things happened. Um, I want to start with some remake rumors. Yeah, uh, Colin Moriarty. Uh, not a fan of him. Not not even close. But he he knows people in the industry, and he claimed uh, that um, that uh, uh, Red Dead Redemption is. Get, going to get a remaster and uh, he says he that this could be very imminent uh, to announced in the ne- to be announced next month as soon as next month um so man what what do you think a red red dead redemption remake would you be up for that i don't think it'll be a remake i think it'll be a remaster and i don't think we need one <laughs> Because we can play it uh, upscale to 4K and at 60 FPS on Xbox anyway, or yeah, yeah, it's already it's already had the boost. It had the HDR, the the the, the 4K boost. Yeah, it looks fantastic. It doesn't need to change. It doesn't. But what the what the really what Rockstar really need to do is actually just make another Red Dead. And make it good. Like mm. Red Dead 2 was brilliant. And then they just dropped it like it didn't exist. Yeah, it was so and weird. They, because they couldn't monetize the online, they just went, goodbye. Yeah. And they just cut it off. Instead of like, the, the best way to monetize the online, of course, naturally would have been different outfits. Different, different outfits, outfits, different horses, horse I mean, carts. Yeah. And it would just kind of different things like uh, weapon skins and stuff like that, like you would for that, like mad wood grained engraven stuff. And mm. you just do what you would do in online instead of having this like horse, you have different colored horses and things like that, or skeleton horses or demon horses. Like, that, I was, I was about to say that uh, in the in the uh, in Red Dead Redemption, they had that uh, nightmare DLC. Yeah. 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 They never did something like that. And I also was always wondering why they never they brought... They quite easily done, like, as they've done with GTA Online, and I, hate, I know people hate monetization, but this is one of the things that they do to keep a game running, specifically GTA Online and Red mm. Dead Online, which is obviously cancelled now, but is introduce things like the the missions and things like that. And you've got heists. You've got heists in GTA Online, yeah, we're talking and they never about brought cowboys. that over to Red Dead Redemption properly. Exactly, we're talking about cowboys. Like, like it's dude, perfect heisting. Cowboys the, did heist all the time. Train you walk into the saloon, you know, the city, and then you rob the bank, yeah. and you shoot your, uh, have you, some, yourself yeah, a shootout with the sheriffs. And uh, it was like, be perfect, man. It would be perfect. Yeah. 
I, I didn't I understand that. And again, we it, I think it's in an, in a section now where some developers and Rockstar might be one of them here are capitalizing on making money out of games they've already got there, doing quick remasters or quick remakes of some of them, and then just porting them out to get a little bit of cash mm. instead of actually working on something substantial. Uh, I want to see that trend end personally. Like, unless your game is like. 20 years old or, 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 or yeah like 15, final fantasy 7 I, I felt like that is okay that is this is real good time for a remake you know and yeah, they could do exactly. they could substantially change the game i mean but then on the other hand like resident evil 4 this year brilliant i loved it man i but again, but again if you have a look at resident evil 4's age we're still talking 15 years i'm sure about it yeah but what, what is red dead old. 1 I want to say 13 years or so at least. Maybe even more. Uh, um, so, see, Red Dead 1 is one of my all-time favorite games. I told you that before. I have I have only like six games that I consider a 10 out of 10, and Red Dead 1 is one of them. 2005 with Resident Evil 4. 2000, yeah, okay. So, wow. that's <laughs> like, yeah. That's yeah. Jesus. That's eighteen years. I think the the thing is though is we've got. I don't. I don't think PlayStation have, but we have the HDR, the four K, and everything out on Xbox because of the yeah. previous update we got. But PlayStation didn't. So Red Dead One. I would love to have a, a proper remake. You know, if they do redo Red Dead One in in the engine, in their their latest engine and. And uh, really make it. Red Dead One was released after Resi Four. Yes, twenty ten. Twenty ten. I told you, thirteen years. Then not too bad, man. Not too bad. So yeah, it's it. Does it really need one? No. But if it's done well, I would definitely take it because I loved the first one. I I thought two was f absolutely fantastic. But it, it depends on who's doing the thing, though. If if it's the same people who did the GDA trilogy reboot, yeah, no, God, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. that's if it's that's the same so true. People, then, then nope. Yeah, no, we, we <laughs> no. don't need that. We don't need that. No, thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if it's done right, if it, it if it is done right, uh, if they really put poured over to a, a new newer version of yeah, the engine, depends on the price as well, though. Depends if it's just I a would remaster. I pay full price. Now, no, just for if it's just you know badly done, just upressed at sixty, then no. But if they would do redo it properly in the in a proper engine, I would absolutely buy it. I loved I loved read that one. It was like there were so many awesome moments. In that game, you know, the first time you arrived in Mexico, um, that was was brilliant. And honestly, I did not see the ending coming to like the very end. And even in my second playthrough, I was still shocked the way how it ended. And that that was probably the one thing that that why I didn't consider Red Dead Two a ten out of ten because it was a brilliant game. I thought it had its little issues with the pacing, but it was a brilliant game. But, like, the story was so foreseeable, and people could tell, okay, yeah, it was prequel, you kind of know, knew, but you you didn't know what, you should not have known, like, what happens to Arthur, 
And after, I think that, or during the, the second act or so, it was so obvious how this game is going to end. Um, still a great, great game, though. Still a great game. Another yeah. remake was rumored this week, uh, actually over the last weekend that broke. Uh, uh, Assassin's Creed Black Flag is reportedly getting a remake. And I was like, really Ubisoft? Really? No, thank you. I mean, granted, one thing, there are not that many Ubisoft remasters or remakes. I can't, from the top of my head, I can't, cannot think about one game where they did it. Usually Ubisoft is actually great in supporting their games. All their their games got like the the next gen patch for free. Um they but do we really need a Black Flag remake or a remaster? Nope. Nope. Yeah, there's nothing nope. to We've add got to enough. this. They have more than enough Assassin's yeah. Creed games in the works. Stop More than enough, exactly. Focus on those. You have Mirage coming, which catches more like the old school uh, Assassin's Creed. Mirage, Jade, Project Red, Project Hexen. Hexen, yeah, yeah. Multiple others. They've got the Absolutely. VR game. They've got like they've got about eight projects in the work. Do not do another remaster on top of that. Just, just don't. Just keep going. I agree. Just keep going, please. As as cool I'm, as I'm, Black Flag was, like, but. No, we don't need it. We don't need it. Um, John TJ sends in another $5 super chat. Thank you so much, man. And he says, I want a new Midnight Club and a Command and Conquer. Yeah, man, especially with Command and Conquer. I'm I'm absolutely with TJ. Yeah. Man, it's like, if you think back to like 20 years ago or so, like was your, com- what was your favorite Command and Conquer? Was it Red Alert? Red Alert. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> I I played the heck out of this game, and it was like it, it went sour, uh, downhill ever since. Yeah. And and then they had the the like I don't know what what it was called actually called uh, the one that was like free to play kind of thing. It was was. And and we need a proper we need a proper command and conquer with like proper story mode. You know, we want those uh, live action uh, scenes and, yeah. and everything. <laughs> I I want yeah. that back. Yeah. Who could forget those? Who could forget those? With Tanya, man. God, I love <laughs> Tanya. Don't tell my wife, but jeez. <laughs> uh, so. What else happened this week in gaming? Banjo Kazooie, man. I, yes. Where, where, where do you stand with? I've got to with disagree with the developer. I've got to disagree with the developer. Yeah, but let me let me Maybe. first read what the developer yeah. had to say because yeah. if for if for some reason someone didn't catch that news, the Benji devs uh, this week came out and said that they are unsure if there is an audio audience uh, for a new Banjo game. Uh, but the original character design um, would definitely call for a Nintendo remaster. So a Nintendo remaster? Why Nintendo? I have no idea. That's what he said. <laughs> what? <laughs> I have no. What? What? <laughs> okay, I know it was on Nintendo, but it was primarily played on Xbox. 
Well, I mean, it was super successful, the first one on the Nintendo 64. Uh, yeah. That's that's where, where I played Banjo for the first time. And yeah, yeah. It I didn't play too it. much of uh, Banjo 2E and 3E. Um, Banjo 2E, Kazooie. Um, so, yeah. Uh, it's There's like... Yeah, so... But he said, well, what, what do you while. think? Been... Is there an audience in this day yes, and age for a venture course, game? Of course. of course there is. Of course there is. Of course there is. That's, this is another thing that Microsoft have been trying to, to, to get the grips with, is they need something to fit every slot in their portfolio. Yeah. If you have a look at the slots that they've got missing in the portfolio, it is still absolutely the family segment. They don't have anything that they're creating at the moment that is family-orientated outside of Minecraft. Yeah. The only IP they've got in there that's family oriented is Minecraft. They got Lucky's Tale in there, which was a cool little thing. They managed to get Lucky's Tale in the game path. I mean, Lucky's Tale. It was a it was a lovely character, but honestly, the the the, it wasn't it was really not the same. Like the the controls somehow felt just like too heavy. It was was cool. It was cool. But if you have a think of other successful titles of similar earth. On the opposing platform, i.e. Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank is by far... I mean, yes, it doesn't do mega numbers, but not every game has to sell 20 million. Like, even if it does a million, two million, three million, whatever, it's still a successful game. You don't have to plow 200 million pounds into every game. You could do it for 50 million and you'd have your money back. You'd be fine. Especially if you're putting it in the Game Pass and people are playing it that way. Yeah, but it's about having options, and absolutely, there is an audience for games like that. I would definitely play if it, if you brought out a brand new Banjo Kazooie mm-hmm. that was in the same fidelity and, and funky art style that you had of Ratchet and Clank. That yes. would be absolutely insane. I would love that. I would yes. love it. And there's so many games I'd love to see come back that are in that era. If you have a think of the some of the more successful early games that were on PlayStation, you're talking about Medieval, you're talking about Spyro, you're talking about yeah. Crash Bandicoot. Like, of course, there's definitely an audience, always will be. It doesn't mean it's going to be a substantial audience. I think what every developer wants these days, after seeing the likes of The Last of Us and God of War mm. and things like that, is they're expecting every game to hit like 20, 30 million units and sell that many. It's like, you don't have to be to, to mean it has an audience. Even if you don't a million, two million, that is a substantial amount of people that still want that game. That's a lot of people still. Agreed. So it doesn't need to be like a mega seller to be classed as a substantial yeah. audience or a big enough audience. And these games are never going to always get that amount anyway because, again, it's niche. Yes, like, it- we never... Even if we have a look at, like, the eldest... Not the um, not the Elder Scrolls, the... Um, the, the um, Bloodborne and and the Dark Souls series and things like that, like up until Elden Ring, that didn't do mega numbers. Like it sold well, but it wasn't mega. Wasn't Dark Souls also at 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 the six or seven million mark? Yeah, yeah. Think so. So like it was big, but it wasn't like mega. Yeah. Until Elden Ring, and then Elden Ring did twenty million plus. Yes. But that was yeah. completely like I agree. it was everybody by surprise. And I mean, and again, especially with Game you Pass, yeah, yeah, that's how you you really you 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 remove that entry barrier for your audience. So um, I think, like, obviously, it makes sense. Like you said, uh, kids-friendly IPs 
you kind of need something like that if you want to like really lure your your fa- the family in you know get the kids hooked and and yeah. and if you grow up with a certain system you will automatically attach yourself with nostalgia to that system yeah it's like i grew up uh, we played like mostly nintendo we had a sega but uh in our household but since nobody at school had sega we always played nintendo and to this day like seriously if 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 i wouldn't have the nostalgia for it i probably would not play the the new mario or zelda but since i have that nostalgia i'm absolutely loving it um it's and and that's the thing um if you want to these these kind of ips are an investment in your future And besides that, as grown adults, we do enjoy good platformers as well. Uh, have you seen yeah. the, the Psychonauts 2 developer came out and after the, the discourse on yeah. Twitter uh, started, <laughs> like, yeah, they, they so need Banjo them. because Xbox does not have a platformer. And then he was like, okay, what what, what did I work on for the last five years? What are the, the Psychonauts yeah. devs? Um And but, that was one of my favorite games. It was absolutely one of my favorite. It, still it is was, but it was not a kid's game. It was absolutely not a kid's game. Nope. So, nope. But, <laughs> I, I would but as a platformer, as a platformer, is absolutely one of my most famous, like, absolutely favorite games I agree. that I've played for was a It was my game time. of the year that year. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, Psychonauts yeah. 2 was absolutely awesome. Then, then he's got to think as well. And and it's yourself. And I've seen awesome photos of your kids just sitting on the couch playing games and things like that. Yeah. And... Erwin does the same with his kids, and I know lots of friends as well that ask all the time. Says, so "What what kind of games on the Xbox can can the little mm. one play?" And you've yeah. got to think. Sometimes it's like you're at work, you, the kid wants to play on the Xbox, the console, and things like that. So it's good to be able to go through a catalog and have games like your Spyros and and your Banjos and things like that. The like, games that are good for all ages for kids to yeah. jump on and have fun and not be too serious and. Um, and, and it's silly like and... honestly it is hard my so my kids yeah. are seven and five now yeah my boys and I w- i'm always they, they love to play mario kart of course but you want to introduce them of course you know to to other ips so i wanted to to get him hooked on zelda but i realized like he's only in f- my, my oldest son is only in first class and the other one in kindergarten so they can't he he started now starts slowly to be able to read But you need to read too much to play Zelda. So that's probably something, you know, in a year or two when you when you can really actually read it and, and not l- read like, you, you know what I mean. So yeah. and then it is really it becomes really hard because either, of course, games are not for kids or even some of the kid, more or less kid friendly games have sometimes mechanics that make it really hard for a five or six year old to pl- to, to to actually play them. Um, like Mario, honestly, my kids, like I, Super Mario Brothers, Jesus, that is like for, for them with, with at the age of five and six or so, it is really, really hard. They were able to get yeah, like through the first levels, uh, two, three <laughs> levels, and then it's like, Daddy, can you help me? Daddy, can you help me? <laughs> it's yeah, like it's, a dark souls for kids, isn't it? Yeah, it is, it is. Uh, so, uh, it good kid friendly game you know not too hard like lovable characters and banjo would absolutely be that um so 
I, I definitely see a market there. I definitely see a market there. But let me catch up on yeah. the Super Chats, man. Kirby Louise uh, uh, sends in $5. So first of all, thank you so much for the support. And he says, said, test the waters with something like Render96 uh, uh, for Benjo N64, ray tracing plus SGI models. Man, it's funny you would say that. I was like... This, during during my lunch lunch break today, I was googling like what are proper um, you know emulators that will be I can run on my on my Rock Ally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want want to test the waters there, um, but then I got I unfortunately got interrupted uh, with a call from my boss. So, um, yeah, but I will definitely look into that and render ninety six. I would need to do that on on my actual PC build. That's actually actually a really cool, uh, good idea. I earlier this week I've seen a video from uh, Chatforce Gemini uh, running uh, there. It looked like insanely good, man, uh, insanely good. Um, and then we had have Pyromad sending a five pound super chat. Thank you, man, so much. He says, after the ABK acquisition, I really hope Binox make a Xbox card racer aching to CTR with characters across the world of Xbox. Agree or disagree? Yeah, Which, yeah I've been I'll let you go while, first. Either, either a card racer or, or a, like a Smash Bros-esque um, yes. fighting game. Either or works fine because we've got enough characters now to be able to do that. <laughs> I agree. That, that, that I agree. That, that's like um, Xbox. Has, if you look, even without ABK, because uh, yeah, ABK has great history. They have great IP. But since all their studios are only working on Call of Duty, not not, not much will change soon. Yeah, in terms of like portfolio. Uh, even if the acquisition gets approved, but even with w- what we have today in the Xbox roster, like so many different characters across the Bethesda characters, yeah, you have like, of of course, um, um, the Doom guy. You have like the Elder Scrolls Fallout guys, and so on. You have like so so many noticeable characters, yeah, and um, with Senua and of course the Chief and Gears and and and. Even Raz from 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 Psychonauts and all these lovable characters. Um, what's the guy called from Hi-Fi Rush? Um, and play. Um, yeah, I know who you're talking about. I don't know why I've forgotten his name because I, I thought he was class. Um, absolutely. Um, but yeah. And, anyway, you know then, what I mean. Then, uh, then it's also including the likes of if you have a think at um, some of the like things like Battle Toads going in there, yeah. and then um, and and things like that, like it. You've got hundreds of characters to choose from, like so many, so absolutely. Many. And you could definitely do something with it, like you said, either Smash Bros. Uh, or since I'm also a fan of Mario Kart, man, I would love a fun kart racer with all those characters. Yeah. I would, I would so yeah. love it. Um, you could even make it like a little bit, I don't know, more serious, you know, so like more. 
other weapons than the shells, you know, <laughs> like uh, you could have like really doom guy on his car, like this gigantic laser cannon or whatever and yeah. stuff like that. That would be so cool, man. And, and you could do, if it was like years, you could throw wretches at people at the back instead of. Like, yes. <laughs> the banana. <laughs> yeah. uh, see, Xbox should hire us, man. Apparently yeah. we are getting paid anyway, but, uh, yeah, I'm still waiting for the check to come through. It's, uh, it's, it's a bit delayed. If if we meet Aaron at Gamescom, dude, we have to have a serious talk with him because I've been missing, like, paychecks for years now. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Drink on Aaron. Drinks on Aaron. Drinks on Aaron, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um... Jonas the Dead sends in $5. Thank you so much, man. Super appreciated. He says, after ABK people say Square, I say Sega, they are doing movies. Uh, there are hits uh, that can really help Xbox for shows, movies. Solid thinking. See, like a year ago, I would have completely disagreed. I would have said like, nah, Microsoft does not want really want to get into like movies and 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 stuff. But there is a trend in the video game industry to like have these crossovers. So many video games get now movie or TV adaptions, yeah, like Halo, like Last of Us, like The Witcher, like Fallout, like um so many games, um, 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 Bioshock, yeah, uh, and and so on. Um, it, we're even getting a Gears movie now. So, um, and Sega has been doing them as well. Obviously, the Sonic movies. So, yeah, with, with Sega, I I feel like that the thing about Sega really is they are a realistic candidate. Pardon me. Yeah. Um, Simply for the matter of fact that Xbox really, really, really wants to get a foot, proper foothold in the Asian market. Japan, South Korea, and, and yeah, it's, so it, 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 it is like highly like, likely. Yeah. What do you think, Dutch? Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I would agree. And I think uh, Sega have got kind of a little bit of expertise in, in, on all fronts. I think they've got expertise in in cloud, they've got expertise in uh, in the technologies and engines and things like that. So they've they've got a lot a lot mm. of positives to bring. And of course they've got a, a mega mascot in Sonic, so be a, a, a huge benefit there having Sonic associated with Xbox and uh, it would it would come full circle after helping them create the Dreamcast. Mm-hmm. Agree? Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, definitely would make sense. So, speaking of 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 Korea and um, everything, Sony uh, is apparently um, like looking into corporations with um, or looking uh, to partner with Korean studios. Uh, especially uh, Pearl Abyss for Crimson, uh, Crimson's Crimson Desert. Um, the South Korean uh, website MTN reports that Sony um, apparently is looking to partner with those developers. Uh, they have their sources through the local PlayStation division. 
and they want to, um, yeah, they want to partner up with Pearl Abyss, man. Uh, Crimson Desert uh, is apparently the game. So, uh, what what do you think? Uh, Sony's gonna snatch this one up because Crimson Desert looks actually really good. Um, to be fair, it 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 it, it could look good, but I'm not really bothered. Um, uh, <laughs> um, there's a lot of a lot, I think Sony need to really. Uh, wrap the head around what avenue they actually want to go down because I don't think they know what direction they're going in right now. Mm. I don't, uh, I think that right now they're just clamoring for any kind of exclusivity to make up for the fact that they literally have nothing. Have nothing that is the thing. Sony, we, we we talked about this before, but it, it really feels like Sony is running try, they know that their AAA games, they, they already used to take a long time, like Death Stranding, like um, Last of Us Part Two, yeah, Ghost of Tsushima took years, five, six plus years. And in this day and age, games even take longer. So I wouldn't be surprised if Naughty Dog simply needs like seven, eight years for their next big thing, you know? Um, wouldn't be too surprised. And I feel like Sony is realizing that, that with that, that their strategy was like, that's obviously now good old Chimbo's new PlayStation strategy, not to focus just on the, the, the games that made Sony so big, you know, the, the big triple A single player experiences, but they, he's really trying to get into the, the games as a service, um, thing. And we've, we've seen it. The showcase revealed, okay, the only thing after Spider-Man that you can expect from Sony in 2024, at least what we know right now, is like a few games as a service title that did not even remotely peak interest from anyone. So, yeah, they have kind of have to bridge the gap with, with exclusivity deals. But the thing is with Sony... Um, and third-party exclusive deals. I mean, both sides do them. Yeah, Stalk 2 going to be an Xbox exclusive. Both sides do them. Granted, Xbox not to the same degree like Sony does. But when Xbox do them, I actually have a benefit from that because then it comes to Game Pass. I have zero benefits for from if Sony or even Nintendo makes an exclusive deals, but Nintendo don't do them. But you know what I mean? Like, it... I, who has a benefit from from an exclusive third party deal? Really, you don't have a benefit from that. If if you and PlayStation gamer, and and does it influence your experience of Final Fantasy VII remake by any stretch of the means? Does it influence your experience when you play that game? If an Xbox gamer can play it, no, it doesn't. But at least when Xbox do them. Yeah, Xbox gamers have the benefit of like getting them day and date and don't have to pay like 70 bucks for it. So, yeah, in that case, I actually have an have an, an interest in in those kind of deals, you know, whether they are exclusive or day one. I again, I don't care for exclusivity. I, I but yeah, and that's the thing with with uh, Pearl Abyss here because actually I was looking forward to Crimson Desert. Um I I thought the game looks fantastic and of course I could play it then simply on my PlayStation, but yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm it, it sounds like something Sony would do and it would absolutely like you said it would make sense, but 
Yeah, we shall see, man. We shall indeed. We shall indeed. Enough of my little rant from about <laughs> Sony exclusive deals. But it's really the thing. Like, again, you don't have a benefit if, if a game is exclusive to your platform. You just don't. Yeah, You do have a benefit from a day one Game Pass release. So if Sony would put them in PS Plus, hey, man, great, cool. Happy to subscribe then. By the way, I last year I got uh, the PS Plus subscription uh, because I could, I was able to upgrade for like, I don't know, I remember like 20 bucks or so, um, you know, when they introduced it and then Stray came out and it was like, okay, I could either buy Stray directly or just upgrade my PS Plus subscription. So I upgraded and then it ran for a year and now I forgot to cancel it. And it was like... Uh, what's the English phrase for it? When when you just get it another year, they and I had to, I had to pay another year. So I I'm a, another year a PS Plus subscriber. But since I haven't really played much in it, I actually wanted to cancel it. So that is a little side story here. So I only ever I only ever redo PS Plus when I'm on PlayStation. That's not often. Hmm. <laughs> It's not often at the minute because there's not I mean, nothing much there to, to play. I mean, it's it's. I wouldn't say there isn't much to play. Actually, it's a good service. Um, it's a little bit more expensive than Game Pass, and obviously they they don't do day and date. But the thing really is, there are simply the exact same games like in Game Pass. So when I I'm browsing through that library, you know, I was like, ah, I played that on Game Pass. Oh, I play, already played that, and uh, and so. But that's a me thing, you know. Um, if if you are a PlayStation only customer, um, you actually can get a lot of value out of the subscription. Is it as good as Game Pass? No, I don't think so. But it's still, uh, I I simply like subscription services, man. I, j I just do. Yeah? So you you can get definitely get your money's worth from it. It's just not as good as uh, as Game Pass. Um, John T. Jason's in a $10 super chat, man. Thank you so much. He says, if they get Sega, we would have creative assembly. The people that made Halo Wars 2 and Total War go to EA and make a deal to make a new command in Concord with creative assembly. What do you think? I freaking loved Halo Wars 2. Um, yep. I don't know if it is, but to be fair, I've, I've played Halo in Halo Wars 2. So it's, uh, yeah, they're awesome. Yeah. I'd love to get it back. I, I would, I would, man, and if those devs could go to EA and make, make a deal with the new, for, for a new Command and Conquer game, that would be dope. It would be really, really yeah. cool. Um, again, I, I still don't get EA. Why, why they're not doing anything with, with the Command and Conquer? It's, like the RTS, there are two IP, RTS IPs, you know, it's, it's StarCraft and Command and Conquer. I know there are others, Age, of course, yeah, and, and many others, but StarCraft and, 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 and Command and Conquer are like the RTS, maybe Warcraft back in the day. And Warcraft 3 was also, you know, um, yeah. but, yeah, I don't know why they are not doing something with it. 
By the way, shout out to Mr. Badbit in the chat who joins us here today. Um, great to see you here, Ben. Hello, sir. We need to. He he wants to build a PC, man. Um, so does he now? He does. He does want want to build a, a gaming PC. Uh, so yeah. Don't again. do it. Don't Why? do it. Why? Why? I'm joking. He can play his beloved uh, um, uh, PlayStation games then uh, on, on there, you know? Um, it's, yeah, hit me up, dude. If you need some help with building it, definitely hit me up. Um, so, what, what, what did I actually have in the list for topics here? Uh, you always bring me out of my concept, so... <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, let's briefly talk about ABK because there was some minor news uh, this week. Uh, we had like um, the approval of South Africa, the latest country to join the club to uh, approve the deal unconditionally. But then there was also one thing revealed that. Actually, it wasn't really through the FTC deal, but it kind of was alongside it because at a big festival in Brazil, Microsoft held a presentation, you know, advertising everything and how they're going to grow. That and They for, forgot to take a number out of, of one of the slides that said that they surpassed Xbox Series X and S sales surpassed 20 mil, 21 million units, apparently. Um, yep. So, first of all, I wouldn't say official, but at least we got some uh, idea how many units have been sold. So what do you think, man? 21 million. We've heard that Sony is closing in on the 40. I think they have 38 now shipped units. I would probably, because they put 21 million plus, I would say it's probably closer to maybe 22, 23 million at this, mm. at this point, um, which is all right. For, the, for Xbox, it's okay. At this part of the generation, it's higher than previous generations. So it's all they can do. It's it's pointless looking at a competitor that had 150, 160 million consoles and thinking that you're going to be on par with that because you're not. Um, they've just got a bigger foothold in terms of brand name, et cetera, worldwide. So um, you've got to start at the beginning. And then the only way to start when you're in that position is to just make sure that you're doing better than the previous generation. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's all I can say. It's a good start for them. They just need to do a little bit better. Yeah. I mean, we didn't expect Xbox to suddenly outsell Sony on a global scale on, uh, or anything. We're still around yeah. about plus minus a few millions, of course, two to one on a global scale. Um, which, yeah, um, I mean, we talked about it. This generation didn't go as Xbox was probably hoping for, but so far the games have been lacking. Um, obviously, uh, that's going to change with, with games like Starfield. Now we have Forza coming this year, next year, Hellblade and about. So uh, th that will definitely change things because obviously Xbox didn't have like the big system seller just yet this gen. Yeah. yeah I mean, we had Forza Horizon 5, and and Halo um, two years ago, um, 
but other than that, uh, the big system cells have been missing. So, um, yeah, I expect those numbers to change with it. Starfield is going to be a massive system seller, man. Um, it's going to be nuts. Um, by the way, since we are on Starfield, um, Todd Howard actually uh, ca uh, had an interview this week and uh, said uh, that he was like... Um, uh, super surprised uh, by the support that Xbox has provided with Starfield. It has been incredible. Here's his quote. We are focusing on what we can do in this game. I'll say that Xbox has been, their support has been incredible on this. Phil, Matt Booty and the team over there. Obviously, we worked with them for a long time, going back 20 years with Morrowind. But being a part of Xbox and their support, it really has allowed us to be this ambitious and take these risks. And fingers crossed. We will deliver. Um, so, man, I, Xbox supporting this game, and uh, it's, it's probably going to do big things. Do Do you think Starfield is going to be this like system seller that Xbox probably hopes it's going to be? Uh, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, uh, I think. I think people, I don't know why people are underestimating it, but we're talking about a game that, if you have a look at Skyrim, it shipped like record amounts on PC in, in absolutely no time. And it's, it's exactly the same of what it could do for Xbox. It can ship absolute record amounts, especially the hype it's been getting. Um, and not everybody has these super powerful PCs that can claim to run Starfield at 60 frames. I know mm. Mr. Bad Bits gonna build the PC gonna in order to play it at 60. But you know that's a weird thing. I'm going to be playing the it at 60 on this uh, little bad boy here, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, but it's gonna look like a smudge. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I was like of course with some games Cyberpunk. Let's let's take Cyberpunk as, uh, as an example. I booted it up and then I let the you know settings finder that the game has implemented run to to search for recommended setting and and a lot of things were set on low you know low level of detail low this low that um and i booted it up and it looks stunning dude and it looks stunning because on this small screen you can't see a lot of the the little details there, uh, anyway so um it looks beautiful Cyberpunk, and I expect Starfield to look stunning, even with lower settings than than obviously here on my 3080. Um, it will look absolutely stunning on that thing at 60. That's going to look good on your actual PC, but it's not going to look as, a, as it's not going to look that good on as a smudge on your on your ally. Hmm. We shall see. We shall we see. Shall. We shall. But yeah, Starfield. Definitely doing, going to do big, big things. Um, I do have, to, really, I do have the feeling that this will be Todd Howard's, like, best work piece that he's done so far. It, I've watched so. the Starfield Direct now three times, and it is just filled with so many awesome things, this game, and I, I really cannot wait. Really cannot wait. Definitely going to be a system seller, though. 
Yeah, it's one of them. It's it, it's absolutely going to be a system seller, but it's also, I mean, you can see the amount of people that have bought these bloody controllers, like, to start off with. Then you've got to see the amount of people that I know have purchased the the uh, Consolation Edition. Then you've got to think the amount of people that have bought the, the premium add-ons and then people that are on Game Pass that can get the base game and then just buy the premium add-on anyway. It's the same with what happened with Forza, Forza Horizon. The amount of people that bought that just to get for a few days are doing the same thing for Starfield. And there was 10 million people playing Forza Horizon in the first 20, like the first yeah. week in a bit. Like, so if you think Forza Horizon can do that with a premium add-on and it'll have three to four million people on console immediately that are doing just premiums, and you've got the rest of them coming in a couple of days later that are just getting the regular game. You, it, the game's going to do numbers. The game is going to do serious numbers. Then you add on, again, then you add on the rest of it. The only thing that I think was a big miss, and I still don't understand, is why they didn't make a limited edition console. Why? I don't understand it either. Um, probably some Even a Series chain. S? Even a Series S? See... Phil came out on, on the Xbox showcase and I thought this was like a really weird moment to talk about console availability in stores during your games showcase. I really cannot yeah. remember that something like this has ever happened. So I think that obviously Xbox had supply issues um, over the last years and it felt like over the last, I want to say like six months or so, it felt that Sony kind of got out of this this uh, supply chain issue and 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 Xbox didn't uh, with the series especially yeah. with the series X you know and i feel like that they have something that they, they, they really worked on it so that supply cha the supply chains now become better and better and um and i don't know if it would have helped to have like a a special edition I could. I just. Maybe that's that's the reason. I'm not sure. Just me guessing. But it is. It feels weird. Starfield would absolutely make sense. I think I've said it before, Dutch. I feel this is going to be Xbox's biggest launch game ever. Like, yeah. literally, if you think about what other Xbox game comes close to the magnitude of, of a Starfield. Maybe a Halo Three launch. If we go back in the days, Halo Three was pretty pretty big. Yeah, but yeah, Halo always has been an Xbox IP, and Starfield, the makers of Skyrim, they used to be everywhere, and this is now obviously not just coming out on console. Halo three, like Halo three, this is going to come out on console and PC. It's Bethesda, yeah, the makers of, of Skyrim, Fallout, and all these these awesome uh, Elder Scrolls games like Oblivion and Morrowind, and this is the, like. They, they, the developer has so such a big track record, even through the PlayStation guys. I mean, the hardcore fans are still whining, but the the real ones they they will definitely look into. Can my PC run it? Can I get get it on a Series S or whatever? And it is, it's going to be a, a, the the biggest launch. Yeah, Halo Infinite didn't come close. Forza Horizon Five didn't come close. This is going to be massive for them. I have no doubt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. It's going to be ginormous. And to yeah. be fair, I, I've got no doubt about it anyway because it's uh, 
it's Todd Howard and it's Bethesda do well. Yeah. As much as people as much as people are trying to troll it and saying it's not going to do well, it's going to do really well and people are going to be playing this game for absolutely years yes. upon years. I know I will be. I, I know. know. It's going to me. <laughs> and, and true iron <laughs> like uh, here in the chat with a $2 Canadian uh, two Canadian dollar super chat um, says by the way, thank you so much. When it comes out, I'm going to dis I'm go disappearing for a long time. Not just you, man. Not just you. I will definitely yeah. take a day off of work. See, Dutch. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I have a problem, Dutch. Like some for some reason, the gaming industry does not like when I take a vacation. Like I have two weeks of family vacation planned. We had like. Well, nine days in in, in France earlier in, in June, and it was like yeah. in the middle when we were in France, Diablo came out, and it was on Twitter sitting there. Obviously, didn't, didn't have the Rock Ally just yet, uh, hadn't even launched uh, yet, and was sitting there like, ah, okay, I want to play Diablo, man. And now we're going for another week in, uh, at the very tail end of of August through the first week of September. So for For seven nights, we are going to Italy, <laughs> and you know, and I miss the early access, dude. We are we are going there on August 30th. yeah, um, and, and literally two days later, uh, Starfield comes out. My two most anticipated you know games of the year. You'll, you'll play that game. You'll play that Gamescom. You're all right. You can try it out at Gamescom. I, this time, I have the ally. I just hope that the preload is available because we are going camping, dude. I cannot, I cannot oh, through the shitty. No. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, no. um, I'm going camping with the kids and and the wife, and we are, um, and uh, yeah. So if they don't have a preload, I'm I'm going to be screwed. But I, I will definitely have my ally with me, and I will definitely try to play it <laughs> on that day one. And I sure hope, dude. I'm I I will be furious with Xbox if they don't support play anywhere with Starfield. Like yeah, I think they will. I think they will. I sure hope it's a, so. It's a huge game. Yeah, it's a huge game. I think they will. Um, on a bonus Gamescom note, um, got a message from some of the what we 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 know as the twins, who are very very familiar with the Xbox uh, Xbox dudes. Um, but they sent uh, sent us an for Gamescom and uh, Cyberpunk, um, Phantom Liberty. They having an event at Gamescom, and I've registered our party of four to go and. Uh, To go and see that uh, cyberpunk oh, family really? event, yes. So That's... we'll see if we will find out if we get to go to that event on the by the fourth of August. But I've registered all four of us, so that is awesome. Awesome stuff. That is that is cool, man. You have to DM me the, the details, man. I'm, uh, I let, let's transition over to Gamescom, man. Yeah, because so there is the Gamescom hype is real, at least here on this show. Uh, I know people in the US have E3, but we usually cannot go simply too expensive, too far away. Um, our thing is, is going to be Gamescom here, this year. Uh, obviously, you and I, we both booked in what was it, January or February already our hotel. Yeah. Uh, Mick is coming along with us, and and we hooked Gas, man. Gas is also going to come with us. I'm a little scared, though. Of the, looks of the like Jez Corden's going as well. Yeah, it looks like Jez is going to end up going. Yeah. Harris looks like he might end up going. 
Yes, um, I've seen but, that uh, tweet as well. That uh, yeah, man, because Xbox is joining uh, Gamescom big yeah. time. Yeah, they have announced it this week, and also um, you spoke about that yesterday as well. Um, uh, that Phil is actually coming. Uh, Phil Spencer is coming to Gamescom. They have not announced yet the Xbox Fan Fest, but usually when someone like phil comes there's got to be something so i'm i'm expecting well, yeah, them aaron, if you if you reference aaron's tweet specifically aaron says that they've got more to talk about soon about what they're doing at gamescom outside mm. of the uh outside of the showroom floor thing so they're mm -hmm. definitely doing something they just haven't said what else they're doing yet yes. but they're definitely doing something so i would imagine they probably maybe a fan fest there um possibly their own kind of their own mini and mini event might be even a little half an hour show instead of a big big hour long thing like a developer but, direct or something yeah like a smaller contained event but i still think there's going to be a couple of little new announcements in there as well so yeah i think there's going to be there's going to be some cool stuff going on there and, and as you mentioned with phil going and phil doesn't travel the length of the world for the sake of it yeah. He's got a lot going on. So unless he's got something to talk about and something to show off, he doesn't usually attend these things. He usually leaves that the likes of Aaron and Major Nelson and yeah. and even maybe Sarah Bond. But the fact that he's he's attending gives gives us uh, a little bit more anticipation as to what it is that they could have up their sleeve to go alongside the uh the show uh the showroom floor. I mean, we know that Starfield's gonna be there. Yeah, obviously, yeah. Starfield is going to come out, what, like 10 days after Gamescom? Yeah. So we will be definitely playing that on the show floor. Um, what else do you expect from Xbox uh, at the show? Forza? I I assume Forza is yeah, also going yeah. to be playable there. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Forza, Forza Starfield. Um, maybe he's... Um, was it called Towerborn? Towerborn, yeah. Yeah, maybe it's that. Hmm. Because they're doing an early access thing soon anyway, where you can go in and help them like as as Alpha. So you can sign up for a preview program and, and help yeah. them kind of grow the game. So they might have a hands-on on that so people can kind of test it out, see what it's like, and give them feedback. Um but I think we'll maybe have a couple of more um a couple of other kind of new titles. I'm anticipating potentially one or two big things that we haven't seen yet, or if we have or we know of it, we haven't seen it in gameplay form as yet. Um, that's kind of... I don't know what games, though. I don't know what... That's the only drawback, because we still have... There's still um, QuakeCon and things like that still coming up. And Yes. When, when is QuakeCon? Is it before or after Gamescom? I think it's after. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, I have a feeling, Dutch. Like, Gamescom, obviously, Europe-based, yeah? So, there's... And, and Gamescom always has been, like, this event more, like, for the fans, while E3 has yeah. been more for, like, the press. And even earlier in the days, it was actually a retailer thing, yeah, for, for retailers. But 
the, the Gamescom, the the entire idea, idea of, and that's why Gamescom is so big. I mean, it's like ten times the amount of people that that E three has, like yeah, like up to four hundred thousand or so is what they they expect this year. Yeah, so four hundred thousand people being there. They are if you, pardon me, if you follow them on Twitter, you they today they posted like. Yeah, along the the Rhine, that that's the river that's runs through Cologne. Um, they they will have like you know camping sites. It's like a festival, dude. Like it's that 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 entire city yeah. is like four hundred thousand people. This is insane. It's like a festival for games. So it has always been like more community focused. Yeah, like like yeah. than than E three. Granted, and that's why probably the, the the biggest announcements were not there. It was more like it's just a d- little different focus. But with E3 being gone, yeah, it would absolutely make sense to to use that. And and then being of course centered here in Europe, it is like it would make sense to highlight some of these European developers. And Xbox has a has a big big deal that we have not heard anything of since last year's e3 thing from xbox the xbox and bethesda game showcase in 2022 and that is stalker 2 stalker 2 is still supposed to come out this year yeah the developer said we are not going to be there at the at the during the big showcase uh, season uh we're not going to attend there because we are hard at work to prep something else for later this year so, dude, I'm honestly, I'm thinking here with all the support that uh, Europe, um, of course, the US as well, but uh, European countries have been giving the Ukraine, Microsoft being behind the, the studio now, GSC Game World, getting supported by them. Man, this would be so big if they came out. And by the way, there's one more thing coming this year after Starfield, after Forza in November, in December. You will get Stalker 2, and here it is, playable for the first time, hands-on for the fans. <sighs> I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it, man. Uh, because, dude, trust me, people underestimate Stalker. It is not a niche game. It is like gigantic sh- first-person shooter, action RPG shooter, uh, open-world you know, branching story trees and everything. It's going to be massive. It's a look, obviously. You guys have seen the trailers. It looks stunning. Running in Unreal 5, yeah. Epic, also being a European country. It, it just would make sense at Gamescom. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I absolutely agree. It's, it's going to be fun. I'm, I'm looking, forward to it, looking forward to it. Uh, can't, it's it's just gonna be fun all around. I, I just can't wait. I'm looking forward to just chilling out and, and absolutely getting out with with uh, with all you guys for for the first time and meeting properly meeting yourself and properly yes. meeting Mick. I've, I've like very briefly for like ten seconds met Mick at XO19. So obviously okay. we're going back four years here. So it's uh, that was the the very brief moment. It was like hello in the queue and that was it. Okay. Um, so yeah, same. But here, outside man. of knowing Irwin and, and obviously having went to Irwin's wedding and everything like that, so aside from knowing Irwin for many years, I haven't actually officially met you guys face to face. For so it's going to be awesome just to do that. So 
It's gonna be it's gonna be a great time. It's gonna be a great time. Oh, it's going to be brief, such a fun time, yeah. Briefly add on some some Diablo news for you. Oh the new oh. season. Still the season of the malignant. Season features a new quest line. Sanctuary has been corrupted, overtaken oh. with an infectious turmoil, creating abominations that roam freely. But who is to blame for this new wave of corruption? Partner with com- uh, a command, a former priest of the Cathedral of Light, to discover the source and stop the spread of the malignant at all costs. So a new story. Oh, nice. Um, I did not expect that, honestly. That is cool. Yeah, even more. A new power. Defeat these powerful, corrupted enemies to harness their malignant hearts with over 30 new malignant powers to wield. The might of the malignance is yours for the taking. So powers and in like new, new skills or yeah or new yep. aspects or what what is it? New skills, new new powers to go alongside what you've so already got. We, we, they have an addition to the skill tree branching yeah. out. Jeez. New boss battle. Scour the malignant tunnels to search for the catalyst of corruption. Make your stand against Farsham the consumed and uncover the secrets of the malignant. And New gear, with six new unique items to discover and seven new legendary aspects to earn along the season's journey. There are more powerful options to harness for every class. Plus, earn free rewards for the part of the season pass. Season journey, season blessings, season titles, and clothing and weapon transmogs. Um, and get more with premium. So when you've got the battle pass. Warded Mustang Mount, the Khalid. We, we, we do Bargain have the Mount. Battle Pass, right? It was included in the Super Duper Ultra Special Golden Deluxe Edition. Yes, exactly. But you also there's also an accelerated Battle Pass on top of that. Mm. So you've got the premium one, but then they've got one on top of that. I don't know what the benefit is of of that, but yes. Oh, nice, <laughs> man, dude! That that sounds like. Like they're really going out. Story content, I did not expect that. Honestly, in a season one, I did not expect a addition. Like adding yeah. actually skills to it. So that is a very nice touch. I cannot remember that we have had that in a Diablo game before that they added like new skills. They had like again like kind of aspect things or stuff like that, but not like actual skills. Dude, that sounds fantastic. I cannot wait. I did they say or did, do the you new know? Boss battle. I literally just said this before yes, they did the show. A new boss new battle. That one. That is cool, <laughs> man. That is cool. Is there? Do you know any news about whether we can keep those skills beyond season one, or are they just for the seasonal character? Um, it doesn't mention that on there. It just says acquire new skills. I would imagine okay. you'd be able to keep them. Yeah, well, that's so. the thing. We, uh, usually how seasons work, and uh, that's the one thing that they have already announced about one, season one is seasonal characters. You lose your character, mm. you start a new character, you lose it after the season ends. Um, that's how it used to be in Diablo 3. Yeah, like at the very end, I had like, it was season... 30 something when I dropped out of Diablo 3 um, and um, yeah. and it, it, they definitely had those um, but then there were always like activities that you could only do with your with your seasonal character and then there were activities that you could do with your global character as well so 
Yeah. Uh, and I usually played the seasons then only with my global character because I don't, I don't like losing my stuff, you know? <laughs> uh, so, but it sounds like there's a lot of content actually coming. Um, yep. Man, I have not even done all the dungeons yet. I, I don't, I have not even uncovered the entire map just yet. Uh, in, in, in Diablo 4. The most part of it, but, but not all. I've, I've discovered the vast majority. Yeah, but there's like little bits. It's yeah, like little same, sections same here. You have like one little segment there or there. Uh, yeah. I, I got the vast just, majority like on the, now. I think on, on like Saturday morning or something, I'll grab a coffee and I'll just go around with my horse and I'll just like ride around. Yeah, that sounds that. smart. That sounds like a smart just thing to do. Cover the rest. Yeah, I've done all the I've done all the um, the strongholds now. Um, I might open up one of the map things and do get all of the Lilith statues. Yes, I, I want to do those as, as well. I want to. I need to do that. Like, take an hour or two and just run across the map and collect all the statues of Lilith. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna do some of the basic stuff and then then start mopping up the dungeons in each area one by one. Um, like all the little. Tiny I'm not sure if I'm them. going to do that uh, and just I'm, or just play nightmare dungeons after nightmare dungeon and eventually no, you will I'm, have I'm, them all. I'm just gonna. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm just going to do them anyway, because some of them are just tiny. Like the, You're not going to get, you won't have all of them for the Nightmare Dungeons, because some of the dungeons are just little dungeons that have got like one little corridor. Mm. Not all of them are fully fledged dungeons with aspects in. So you're never going to do all of the dungeons in Nightmare, because some of the dungeons are, aren't big. Yeah. They're like yeah. little one room things. So I'm just going to go through, do all the dungeons that I, that I can, even the ones without aspects. Mm. Um on normal, of course, when you're not doing them on Nightmare, it's going to be even quicker to get through them all. Yeah. So you quickly go through the dungeons, wipe them all out, area by area, just dominate an area and then move on to the next. And then then focus on doing the Nightmare dungeons and mm. grind it that way. So I think I might spend uh, spend the morning getting the Lilith, Lilith statues in the areas done on, on Saturday. That might should, be my, my bet. should do that as well, just... Just open a map and, and pop them up because actually the boosts you get from those, they, they are yeah. quite good, man. Like like yeah. two 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 uh, intelligence or so per per statue, for instance. Also, is doesn't sound much, but if if you add it up, uh, that uh, yeah. that's really there's something few, coming together. A lot of statues as well. Yes, yeah. exactly. There are a lot. Um, Ballantone said in the chat says you should be able to keep the, uh, them you will get paragon points and eight skill points extra um Ooh, nice 20 paragon points he says eight skill points uh yeah um so we are back on diablo again it happens, but this is what happens when they have an event. This is what happens when they have a live stream in the middle of a show. Yeah. We're going to get news and we're going to have to talk about it. So it's, and I love to talk it's about how it. It, works. it just, it's just yeah. how it works. And like you said, we are the Diablo podcast now. So yeah, um, exactly. Welcome to the world of Diablo. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Man, by the way, I'm going to hit like earlier. I today, I only played like 30 minutes or so of Diablo and I was like, mm -hmm. It felt like I only need to kill one more enemy, one little random yeah. dude, and then I would hit level 60, but I had to drop out. So I cannot wait till I hit level 60 and then actually get to upgrade my gems again. 
because those gems, man, I love my gems. So, moving on from Diablo once more, until we have some more news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or the urge to talk about it, uh, or yeah. actually play it. Uh, yeah. There have been some news uh, on, on a potential uh, PS5 Slim, and of course the Pro. Um, so, according to some court documents from the, you know, FTC case, uh, Sony will release a PS5 Slim hardware revision later this year. Um, and uh, most likely a Pro next year. So, that's... How are we feeling yeah. about Slims and Pros? I mean, the Pro, we've talked about this before. Yeah, Tom Henderson, shout out to him, by the way. Um, he he leaked that, uh, like, I want to say three, four months ago already. Uh, the yeah. PS5 Pro, yeah. no secret anymore. But how are we feeling about a Slim? Does it make sense in this day and age? What, 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 do, what do you think? I think for Sony it does. I don't think it does for Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that the PS5 is gigantic. That is true. Yeah. 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 So yeah, for Sony it does, but it doesn't for Xbox. X you can't I've mentioned this yesterday on, on, on my show, but of course for those on this one I'll I'll say it again. This naturally the Series S doesn't need to be any smaller, it's tiny as it is. So you don't need to slimify that. Yeah. And the Series X, the way it's it's arc, the, the architecture is in that console with its split motherboard system and its titanium chassis, well, sorry, not titanium, aluminium chassis inside that surrounds the split motherboard. Um, and the way they've got that assorted with the fan up top and the 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 drive at one side and the heat element at the other side and um, and every the, the way it's it's built. You can't slimify that. You would have to literally re-engineer the entire Xbox in order to make a slim version of the Series mm -hmm. X. It, it wouldn't be a split motherboard anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It would, it would take too much time. Um, and anybody who hasn't seen the interior of the Series X, like an actual full-on breakdown, go and have a look and you'll understand what, I, what I, I'm saying about the Series X. You, you couldn't do a slimline version of the Series X without full engine uh, re-engineering of it. Um, so yeah, the, the series consoles will not get a slim. The PlayStation will and can easily get a slim version of it, and I do expect them to do it. They've done it for every generation that yes. they've had, including the PlayStation One. They had that tiny little, like, rounded edged version of the PlayStation One, if people can remember, yeah, the tiny little thing. Then they did it for the PS2, they had the PS2 slim, the PS3 slim, the PS4 slim. So naturally they're going to do a ps5 slim and of course this one warrants it more than any of the others because this one's an absolute ginormous hunk of plastic so yeah um i've got no doubt no doubt and of course the benefits may slightly because it means if a new ps5 slim comes out then the price of a regular place for playstation 5 will potentially decrease and then I'll put I wanted PS5. to ask you that. Do you think where, where will they oh. price the, the slim? Is it going to be like still five fifty? Uh, it's. I think it will be no. I think the slim will potentially be on PS five digital pricing. Hmm. Probably I could be wrong. It could. It could also be that the pricing. slim is only a PS five 
digital like do you think it's going yeah. to have a disk drive uh, yeah yeah i would imagine so i would imagine so mm. yeah and then it would be around 400 they do, they don't like stocking i mean especially in in the uk they do not like stocking the digital version of the console anyway like if you find a PlayStation Five over here, it's absolutely not digital. Yeah, I've, I haven't seen the digital only PlayStation since launch. I I still believe that the, the existence of a PlayStation Five digital is a myth. It's like a big yeah. gigantic marketing <laughs> gag. It's like yeah. I've I, seen like two people with one, and I've never seen one in the UK. I'm like, who? No one. No one has them. No one. <laughs> I, I wanted to get one. I wanted to get one. It was like they weren't even listed here on on Amazon or anything. It's like not yeah. sold out, but not even listed. I I don't I don't believe yeah. in the existence of that thing. No, no, not in the UK. They don't exist in the UK. Yeah. Just, they're just the regular PlayStation fives. It's like so true. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um. So I lost my train of thought. Uh, obviously, that's why I'm stalling. Slim, slim consoles. Slim consoles. Pros. Pros. Yeah, I wanted to briefly talk again about uh, about the potential of a pro. Um, yes. We have I, contrasting thoughts on this. We have probably do. So, would you care to elaborate <laughs> what's more for our audience here? Yes. So my my thoughts on pros are specifically that. I do think there will potentially be pro versions of these consoles. However, I think the timelines of the release of these pro, pro consoles have been pushed back due to where the console cycle has begun and, and what's happened at the beginning of this console cycle. If it wasn't for the delay on production of the games in the first place because of the pandemic... Mm. We've already seen Microsoft have the issue where last year they had nothing to show. This year they've only just started getting back into it, but the games that are releasing this year are games that were delayed from last year, so we're eventually getting Starfield. We eventually got Redfall, albeit being terrible, technically. Of course, I know people still enjoyed that game, and, and more power and to them. That's cool. That's but, cool, man. I'm always yeah. happy when gamers but, enjoy the game. Uh, just... Yeah. I did not even if it, enjoy it. Even if technically it's... it didn't, it did didn't perform well. Yeah. Um, Forza Motorsport and Hi-Fi Rush, they've had a better innings this year, but a lot of those games came from what should have been released last year. So I'm not going to give them the, the round of applause yet. Um, but it is a sign of where where the generation has been at the beginning, which was we started off with cross-gen games, not current-gen games. The games that are all current gen have been pushed back because of development issues because of COVID, and it's pushed those those timescales back by a year or two years. So a lot of these games are now pushed into 24, 25, and beyond for their release cycles. So we've had Xbox's low point. They're now on top of that low point, and they've got a release cycle or at least cadence now going into 24 
25 and beyond. We know the games that are lined up for next year and the year after and so on and so forth because we've seen them now. So we kind of have a good cadence. But PlayStation have now got into what Xbox did last year. And after Spider-Man, there's no big first-party games coming out next year outside of a games as a service. One, one game true. as a service. No. So they've got nothing. And because of that, and I, I always say the same, if you're going to be releasing hardware, specifically consoles, you'll be wanting to release that alongside some game. Well, game the Xbox has been doing it for a long time now. Yeah. They launched the One X without a game. They launched the Series X without games. So you can in launch a, in consoles. In an ideal world, yeah, in an ideal world, though, especially if if you want the... And we know what Sony like, because Sony launched their consoles with games and vice versa. They launch games with consoles as bundles. They launch a bundle for Spider-Man with the game. They launch a bundle for God of War with the game. They launch a bundle. So every mm. time they release a game, they, they do it as a bundle. And the, I think they'll continue to do that. So when they do a pro model, I think they'll release that with a game. But I also think just based on what the delays we've had on the game development front, it's going to have an even more uh, of a knockback for the actual technical development because that's even more of a strenuous operation. You're talking about, okay, now we're looking at parts that were already strained in supply, and now we're looking at higher-end parts or, or harder-to-produce parts. Now, we're talking about things like chip thresholds, and the the higher the the kind of frequencies and things like that you need on the on these chips, the the more of a failure that you you potentially going to have in production. So of course we 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 saw that with what the Series X can do is of case okay well we only have X amount of CUs on the on the Series X chip, but if we have some failure in these chips because of the CUs are far less on the Series S, we can actually recycle those chips. Because if we've got failed CUs on some of them, they're actually still more than enough to be able to use these in the Series S and, and implement them that way. The PlayStation Five doesn't have. Uh, we have. That no, issue. I have to. I have to correct you here. This was a rumor that I've, we, we've heard that for a long time. So that the that the the if if a binning uh, that's what what it's called. If you produce a as a SOC, you you have like binnings. It basically describes the quality, how many failures you have. Yeah, yeah. And 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 that you can use the lower tier binnings by simply turning off the CUs. And it was confirmed actually by Jason Ronald like two years ago when the consoles came out and and everyone was talking about this that this does not work. It's simply for the for the layout of the chip is a little different and everything, so you can't you can't do it. Uh, so it's, okay. it's like a different. Okay, well, I, I missed that then. Yeah, I yeah. missed that. Originally, that was yeah. Originally, that was essentially what they were saying. If he's come out and corrected that now, then that's fine. That's fine. But either way, it's easier to produce the a chip with far less um, CUs. It's, it's mm. obviously much much less strenuous on the chips themselves as well. Um, would be if you were releasing these these be in these more powerful consoles. So there is more strain on the on the actual production value there on them, and and how much those costings are. And again, then you have a look have to have a look at the costings of for production of higher end consoles as well as you would do with higher end PCs. The costings for production, the costings for manufacturing, the costings for distribution, and everything that goes along with these parts. 
So you're gonna, and then there's the the R and D behind it. Not only have you had the the pushback in the development of games, but because you've had the pushback in the development of games, the then the technology these mid-gen refresh consoles, the, the pros, are now out of date. So then you're going to have to think about, okay, now we're going to have to push it back to get more up-to-date technology in these consoles. Because it, essentially what they could have done is they could have already um, preempted using Zen 3 in the next, the refreshes. But then Zen, Zen 4 come out. At least, yeah, but, maybe no, we but have next year we like, have Zen 5 CPU, so at least have yeah, like... But, no, what I'm saying is when they originally preempted this, so when they released the yeah. Series X and the PlayStation 5, Zen 2s, and then we've got Zen 3s coming out next. So what we'll do is we'll do these, we'll do the refresh consoles on Zen 3 and blah, blah, blah. And by the time they've had these delays and had these setbacks to, to development and COVID and things like that, Zen ready in. And then, so they revised their plans again and then put that in and then they've had updates on the MDA architecture. Mm. Okay, okay, so now we've got better APUs and better stuff like that. So now we push that back a little bit more. So I think the overall process of these refresh consoles has just been bumped up a year or so. So I think the actual console releases for these more powerful mid-gen refreshes Yeah will be a few years away yet. I don't think the PS5... If the PS5 Pro comes out next year and the Series X Pro comes out the year after, I think that's a major disadvantage for the PS5. Because the the Xbox Series console is going to have more update technology and it's just going to wipe the floor with it. Just like they like they did last gen, right? Um, that's, that's the problem, exactly. The PS4 the one Pro X, come out and then the, yeah. the One X come out and it destroyed it. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Uh, Ronty J sends in a $2 super chat and uh, correcting me. And uh, he's right. Forza Motorsport has released with the Xbox One yes. X. That is true. Correct. Um, yeah. That's true. 2017, last mo Forza Motorsport. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I stand corrected. The One X did launch with at least one game. Um, yeah. I actually. Honestly, the One X to me felt like more like a generational leap than when we transitioned over from the 360 to the Xbox One generation. That that was like just like like people are complaining this time as well. Yeah, people are, felt like in the first two years, ah, oh, it's all cross-gen. It's like ugh, and 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 I did when we transitioned over from. And I mean, in 2013, the one uh, that the, the 360 was like eight years old, and it ran games like Skyrim at three FPS. Oh well, that was yeah. the PlayStation, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Um, uh, don't mention the word Skyrim because I've been debating on redownloading that all week. Ah, uh, do it, do it. No, uh, no. I. Obviously, uh, I have to. I have oh. to advertise. I have to mention that I that I have the airline because it it costs so much. And <laughs> so I need to let people know. But I I I downloaded uh, it actually on on it. I was super pissed that it does not support play anywhere. Mm -hmm. And so I would have to start a new save file, and I was like, Oh no! <laughs> do I need? Do I want oh, to do? No. Another full playthrough. Oh, I don't know. 
I haven't decided so yet. You're so unhappy about having. No, I'm totally that. unhappy. It's like <laughs> it's the worst thing to do. To, to, to do, yeah. yeah no, absolutely. Is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. But yeah, I, to me, like the 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 jump from 360 to one to Xbox One. It was cool to have a new console. It's always cool to have new hardware. It's always yeah. yeah. But it did. Like and up still, until The Witcher Three came up. out, I felt like The Witcher Three was the first true next gen game for the the Xbox One yeah, and PS yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, fourth yeah. generation. Because like every game we had before, we had cross gen games all the time. Black Flag, yeah, came out. Forza um, uh, Horizon came out on both three. Yeah, if you remember, they, I think I think for me, Rise was the one that stood out initially. It did. As, it did stood out. Uh, stand out. Yeah. Uh, that that's so true, uh, but yeah, I was like, and when seriously when the One X came out, that ch- that console felt way more than a generational leap. Yeah, because yeah. like playing, of course, suddenly in 4K, branded at 30 yeah. FPS most of the time. But uh, yeah, it it felt like for, for for specifically for for xbox only games so the first party stuff there was a lot of 4k 60 stuff in there yes and i remember my launch game there was um assassin's creed origins i played that that was my first game on the one x and it was like i was my mind was blown dude this game looked insanely good suddenly in in crisp 4k and um I didn't have a gaming PC at the time when the One X came out, so mm. I, I I was not aware of the awesomeness that is 4K, and it is like that. And then and then a little later we played, of course, games like Red Dead Two, uh, stunning, yeah, on on that yeah. console. And and even I remember because they were like heavily advertising the One X uh, because of then, the like, lack of games. That, we didn't even- we didn't even have HDR until the One X. Yes, exactly HDR. Uh, then we had it was like just a major improvement. We were like yes, Atmos. <laughs> Atmos, by the way, Dolby yeah. Atmos, also game changer. Um, and then they ad- heavily advertised the backward compatibility program at the time. If you remember that, they had like all these games get like anisotropic filtering sixty times, thirty-two times. It's like. I play replayed Halo Three, remembering that very vividly. Like it's, I was like, Jesus, that's Halo Three, and yeah. this was I never had that feeling when the One X came out, uh, the, the 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 original Xbox One came out. Going over from three sixty, what was cool to have new hardware, yes, cool, but like this, you know, and 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 for me that was the One X and. And that's maybe that's why I feel a little let down by this gen as well. I don't know how you feel about this, but we were like so hyped for the Arden A2 and all the features, and and now devs are using nothing of this. Um, we've talked about it. Uh, it's probably they never will. It's simply too complicated to optimize with all these tools and everything because all these games have to be able to run on PCs as well that, do, that don't support most of those technologies. As, yeah, um, Starfield is now the, one of the first games actually to r- demand an SSD. Uh, yeah, 
Like we 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 just don't have it uh, that that they use all these the direct storage API has been used by two games I think it's Forspoken and Diablo Four now it's like get two games yeah have used the direct storage API it's like of course and then we had like yes I know pandemic and everything and chip shortage and blah 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 we have heard the stories hundred times but to this day. Have you really felt like we've made this generational leap in gaming? Like there were really yeah. cool games we've played, no doubt. But which game like really felt to you like okay, this is gen- is a generational leap? Uh, I I had, do have the feeling that Starfield is gonna be that because of its sheer scope, maybe. So yeah, yeah. To I think me, I think Starfield will be the first one that's yeah. really gonna be. Okay. And now and now I'm telling you, and this is why I I definitely think we will get them and i definitely will want to buy one uh, of those pro and enhanced consoles because the yeah, point we will really anyway even if we don't we will, want yeah, to, we, 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 we'll get them anyway <laughs> i know we're, we're so passionate about gaming but the point my yeah. point is see developers started to work on this uh, these uh, uh, the new engines like unreal yeah five um we have a new Cry te- uh, engine coming. Yeah, we have a new Frostbite engine coming. Be- developers have been using that, and we have always been saying like, "Oh, they haven't even used the tools in the consoles." It's not about the tools in the consoles because, like, yeah, uh, uh, th- 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 again, I I don't, I don't expect them to use all the tools in the consoles per se because they don't develop those games per se for one console anymore. They always u- develop it for like an entirety of. Of, of, of ecosystems like PCs, uh, low minimum, high end PCs, uh, everything, you know, um, handhelds. And so we, we are not going to get that specialized thing, but technology obviously moves on. And those games are right yeah. now in development. The Hellblade 2. A Hellblade 2 will come out and look beautiful at 30 FPS on the Series S at 1440p, like squeezing everything out of it. But dude, then the next gen console comes in. Yeah, the, the, the mid gen refresh console, I mean. Yeah. In like 24, maybe 25. I don't know. Yeah. But latest 25, I have no doubt. Latest 25, we will get a mid gen refresh. And it comes in, and you will have that C, that 1x effect. Because suddenly, yo, those games will run um, properly with a proper AI upscaler. At, you will see them at forty uh, at four K. It will actually ha- the games will actually have stable sixty FPS and even yeah. more. It, they will have like these these higher settings of these engines that are now being developed. Uh, because yes, the Series X was a powerful console, but again, it takes time to develop games for it. And by the time those games come out, technology has moved on. So for for two generations or so. Again, like we are in 24, we are three generations past the CPU generation that we have now in in the in the in the series X and S. Yeah, we have sent two CPUs, send five CPUs are on the horizon. It's like RDNA 4 is on the horizon. Yeah. It's yeah. like, and then you will have this this like actually okay now we are arriving here and it's not just because we suddenly have the new hardware it's of course because software is also catching up yeah uh, uh and, and having made a leap and if this comes together you know 
actually just get a little bit better hardware and have those new software game, uh, uh, meaning like Unreal Engine 5 games ready. This will be a stunning combination. And finally, you will have your next-gen, actual next-gen experience, which you didn't have so far, in my opinion. I don't know. How are you feeling about it? I need to stop talking, dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Uh, we, we've said it for, for this entire gen so far anyway. There hasn't been anything truly current gen since the console's released. There's been some fantastic-looking games like Forza Horizon 5. It looked absolutely amazing, and it pushed that engine to to what it, its true potential, which was phenomenal. But we also know that the, the end of that engine and that they, they have a new Forza Tech engine that whatever Forza Horizon 6 will be. And I think that's going to look... That'll be the next big tech showcase for what an engine can do as well when Forza Horizon 6 comes out on, on that engine because I've got no doubt that Playground will do a phenomenal job with that. But then we've got the likes of Forza Motorsport coming out. We've got Hellblade, Senua Saga 2. Um We've got, um, we've just got so many games and Starfield's the start of them. So many games coming out that I think will will start to showcase what this engine can do. Um, but I think Starfield will be the first one. I think for different reasons. Um, yeah, it's not just about the visuals in that game. Yeah, it's like really the the scope the of scope. it. Yeah, yeah. The only game I think that's that's showcased what is possible with technology. Up until this point has been Flight Sim. Yep. It's the only one that can't be done on a regular console. It, it just can't. Can't. It's just... <laughs> it's, yeah, it's true. Far, far too technologically advanced to be... Like, the fact that they got that running on this console in the first place anyway, to be honest, is, is no small feat. So because you're telling it, me that Redfall is not that true next-gen experience because apparently it also cannot be done on last-gen. And also Flight Sim's only 30. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but I, I do know, agree. We, we that's a, what Flight that's like a generational like leap in, 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 in yeah. gaming tech. In technology, Absolutely. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's the only one t- so far has been technologically a leap in what is possible on console because... Up until the fact, the fact that they announced Flight Sim was coming to console in the first place was just like, how is that going to work? Mm. Like Flight Sim has notoriously been a game that is really taxing on PCs, and it still is. Like even when Flight Sim released on PC alongside console, it was like even for like thirty nineties and things like that were really struggling to hit that sixty frames mark on PC, mm-hmm. and they didn't do like all the, the tech deep dives and everything behind it, and they're just like, yeah, it's not because of the game. It's just the sheer volume of what's happening in the game. That is why it's tough to get that that game up to such a high mark. And I think this it's similar. That's why I'm saying with Starfield, it's similar. You're going to get PCs that are going to run this at 60, but I do not think it's going to be as low-end as people think it is to get that game running at 60 yeah. on, on PC. I think it's going to take a lot more than than what the recommended settings suggest. Mm. Um, I think the recommended even, because that's, as you can imagine, Todd has always said 30, 30, 30, 30, 30. I think the recommended's based around this game playing at 30. 
not 60. So I think, yeah. I don't think so. No, no, I no. think it, I think it will because it's he's not. I'm not saying that it's to get it running. He he wants that game running and looking beautiful and running well. Yeah, I, they're not going. Not gonna, to, they're not going to lock uh, a game no, down. No, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not saying lock it. I said I think the recommended settings are based around 30 frames. I don't. It doesn't mean you can't hit 60, and it won't lock unlock the 60. I just think what he's ah, set the recommended okay. at. Yeah, you see what I mean. Yeah, yeah I know. I what think you he's mean. Set, okay. Now, now I get what the recommended gotcha. at is yeah, yeah. the okay, game running it. at 30. I yeah, yeah. think the actual what you would class is what you class the, the high settings or think above that the ultimate setting whatever they usually put on there is probably what you'd be looking at for a 60 frames mark and i think it would be it would be having to be kind of a lower end 30 series and no less <laughs> to mm. do that game at 60 i don't think because if you have a look at the the recommended it's like a 20 series a recommended it's, and even the then recommended that's not... specs i can't remember from the top of my head was it like a 2070 or 2080 i think it was a 2080 2080 recommended yeah. and it sounds like nothing it really sounds like nothing but if you have a look at on pc what the actual card like the average card is on pc it's like a 1750 yeah or 1650 like there's not many like people that still have adopted the 20 or 30 series cards or 40 series for that matter so as much as people are just like yeah i can play this game at 60 like me and you can yeah. <laughs> there's a handful of people on twitter that we know can but is the wider market on pc a lot of people are not going to be playing this game at 60 frames unless they've got that game cranked down lower sentence much lower sentence so I think it's going to be more taxing, much like Flight Sim is, and for different reasons. Flight Sim is really taxing because it's generating real-world data, real-world weather, real-world air traffic, yeah, yeah, all of the assets from the cloud as and when you're going through the world. Starfield's a bit different in that it's, it's essentially generating these planets as you're getting to them. <laughs> it's like, and everyone's planet's different. And especially the lighting in Starfield is, is yeah. And then it's then it's the lighting aspect, and yeah, of yeah. course everything that's going on with it. And no, no one's worlds are the same, which means it's obviously everyone's generating the different. There's a thousand planets, the sheer scale of the thing. Mm. So it's gonna be it's gonna be super taxing. So yeah, it's gonna be the the after flight sim. It's gonna be the next one that's gonna be the one that that they're gonna be looking at, and it's gonna be really intriguing actually to see what the technical benchmarks are going to be like when it releases and when they do it for PC. I'm not bothered what the technical aspects are on console as long as it's doing its lock 30. I want to see what the actual technical benchmarks are on PC mm. to be able to get that game running to a like-for-like like visually at 60 frames to what it is on console. You see, that's that's my point about this entire thing. Um it, it doesn't have to look visual. You have to, don't have to have visual parity when you have a 60 FPS mode. You can down, turn down a little bit the level of detail. You can turn down a little bit the resolution. Um, we, we now learned that it already is using heavily FSR, yeah, with the partnership. Yes, yeah, yeah. FSR too, yeah. Uh, so, um, 
you you can do all those things and then you have of course uh, the the inferior looking version at 60 you can get it up to 60 uh, you can do that on pc and i don't see a reason why you should not give console gamers the same option it's about options man they can have the default setting at at, at the 30 fps quality mode like todd howard, li howard likes it but why take away the option to console gamers when you have the option on pc i don't get it yeah we've spoken about this we before. spoke about this and i think it's for me for me i think Primarily, it comes down to the fact that they do not want this game to have any issues when it comes to the review. Yeah, I think so point. too. That this is that seriously, this is the the one argument that, that I think I will. I, I actually understand that this is in, in this day and age. I don't like it. I don't like that yeah. fact, but I understand the train of thought if that's the case, because yeah. because is, you can't you can't theoretically. These consoles being the X86, theoretically, you could just have a 1080p mode with, with 60 frames on Series S and a, and a 2K mode with 60 frames on Series X. Theoretically, you could do that, but it doesn't mean it's going to be stable. And if it's not stable and you send it out into the hands of reviewers, it's going to get absolutely lambasted. Yeah. You do not need that. You don't. Not when you're trying to launch the first game that you've made in 25 That's years. The thing. <laughs> yeah, and it's not just about... It's not just about the Bethesda, Bethesda or, or Todd ha Bethesda Studios and Todd Howard himself, but it is about Xbox. This is now they are part of Xbox now, and they represent Xbox. And the success of of a Starfield will, uh, if if Starfield is successful, it will do good things for Xbox. But if it fails for some reason to deliver, um. The, 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 you know the shitstorm will be upon Xbox as well, and and so the, the the matter of the fact is in this day and age, if if you don't have stable sixty, you will get bad reviews, and the reviews will focus around the issues they find. It it just is. It's with Xbox always a little bit different than with with other publishers. Uh, Xbox gets it. We we've said this for years. Sometimes simply bigger scrutiny and people will look a little bit more in detail to find problems but that's just yeah. a harsh reality and xbox knows it and they do yeah. know it and, and at, the, at the end of the day when you're looking at things like that what xbox would have also weighed up is right guys what we ultimately want is the most stable most polished version of this game to go out on the gates if you've got ideas or plans to get a 60 frames version of it how I how realistic is that to be ready mm. and stable for launch? And if it isn't, then let's just not even speak about it. Yeah. Right now. We'll make sure that that 30 frames mode is absolutely the best it can be, the most stable experience, the best it can be for launch, so it can go out and be reviewed in the manner that it should be, and that is for the content of the game and the quality of that content. And then afterwards, in a post patch, you go okay, like a month later, sixty frames mode, like it's there you go. reduced to two K sixty, even on dynamic res. So it's it's showing two K, but it's actually ten eighty p. And on Series S, it's seven twenty, but it's actually ten eighty p. 
or you know what I mean, and and then bring those things out later. And at that point, it's more of a right. Okay, now we're we're trialing this, and they can get away with doing that and trying to get a stable thing on as it goes. And people are not going to be as bothered because they've already got a stable working thirty frames mode that isn't going to get broken. And on the back end, they're testing this sixty frames mode that can be patched over time and get better and get more stable with fan feedback. But they cannot. And this is more for Xbox as well as Bethesda, because Bethesda have launched buggy games and they've gotten away with it. <laughs> Even Fallout 76 in the long run has gotten away with That's it, true. despite being one of the most buggy yeah. games in the world. But Xbox don't and never yeah. have. That's... When an Xbox game releases buggy and broken, it is done. It is literally lambasted for months on end and it's paraded around like it's like the end of the world. Um and they can't they can no longer afford that to continue to happen. They've already had it happen once this year with yes. Redfall. They cannot they have, can't have that it happen happen. second time. And I do get that argument that this could be an argument why you remove a 60 FPS mode from consoles. I, I fully I fully think they are they are working on on a 60 frames or have a 60 frames there, but it isn't stable. And I think Todd's alluded to that even with a Series X. Yeah. He said they've hit 60 a lot of the time. That's not a stable 60 frames yeah. mode. So if if it's not ready, you can't ship it. You yeah. can't. And if and ultimately the the one saving factor about Starfield, as much as people love the six the smooth 60 frames experience, is that because it isn't solely focused on first person shooter, it isn't solely focused on that. It's more exploration, it's more adventure you can kind of get away with that 30 frames much more than you can the likes of a Redfall, which is action-orientated. Yeah. Yeah, well, the, the, the action scenes are shooting. We've, we've seen it. We've seen the gameplay. I know that there yeah, will be a lot of space battle, but that will be also yeah, action-focused. Then there will be, of course, exploring, you know, harvesting resources. It depends because what we've seen in these things is these nice, like bite-sized chunks that have been blended in together to show, okay, here's a bit of combat and here's a bit of exploration. But what we haven't seen is, okay, so how, what's the actual time frame in between combat? Yes, and exactly. It, it, if, <laughs> I, I, but I do get your train of thought. I still feel yeah. like combat's gonna be like, like it's a shooter. Yeah, it is the one. The, the saving grace around it. Again, that that helps is that they do have um, differentiating camera views. They do have FOV sliders yes. and everything in the game from the off. And what people do know and should know by now is, of, of, of course, especially when you're doing um, first-person mode, is increasing that FOV slider to, to quite a wide 100-120 is going to make that experience feel a lot smoother and a lot quicker anyway off the mark so even yeah. if you're at 30 it's going to make it feel a bit better i had obviously we'd all love it at 60 frames but my my championing here is mainly for if it isn't working and it isn't stable and ready then don't do it until it is mm. if you've got something that is absolutely stable then focus on releasing that have it critiqued for what it should be critiqued for and that is the quality of the actual game and the story and everything and the content that's within it um, and then afterwards you can go, yeah, 
we've got a 60 frames in the pipeline and when it's when it's ready to, and stable we'll we'll push it out and we'll go from there but i think ultimately they, they just can't afford i think more on xbox than bethesda they can't afford to to have a game releasing with a with a bad state in in there so that's you muted oh pardon me uh i agree <laughs> there is a lot of pressure on starfield no doubt and whatever goes wrong with Starfield will 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 um will fall back. But I, I think I, I don't even think that pressure's on Bethesda. I think the pressure is is literally just Xbox. I think I don't think the pressure. I think if Starfield, if if Bethesda wasn't part of Xbox and Starfield released by itself, they wouldn't have the same pressure. And I think even Xbox have alluded to that. These these studios have never had the pressure of being under a first party. Yeah. And now they have. It's they know it's a different thing entirely. They can. It's it a is. whole different world. It is. I still have the feeling that with Starfield, we're gonna get a masterpiece. Um, yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, God, it's. I'm gonna lose so many hours just building a ship. <laughs> I already know this. Like I'm just already picturing how I'm right. Okay, so how am I going to do this, and where am I going to get the parts? And like, I'm going to spend so many hours at the beginning yeah. of this game. Character creation going, like, gonna, it's going to take yeah. me way too long. So, I, I, yeah, it's it's going to be a massive time sink. But we've we've talked about this already today. So, Dutch, yeah. let's move on to the community questions. Let's um, do it. The first comes in from Walla Weasel, and he says, mm-hmm. uh, "Did the mailman know that you were streaming when he handed you the mail through the window?" <laughs> <laughs> that, was so, that was yesterday. <laughs> yeah, was on uh, was on your channel, and uh, and uh, well, like literally next to this desk right here, I have a little window, and. Besides the window is a is a wall, and then we have the the main house door. So the main man really walks past this window to the to our main door, and like when I have the window open, and uh, I have usually open when I podcast these days because it's just too hot with the PC on and having like uh, thirty plus degrees outside. Um, so I. He walked by, handed me, and it was like I had to stop real quick podcasting and getting the the, the package, and they were all laugh- the guys were all laughing, and uh, so no, he I I don't think he knew that I was streaming Walla Weasel. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, Jonathan Smith writes in and he says, "Hey guys, do you think it would be uh, best for Microsoft to prove it can properly manage all of the studios upon the ABK acquisition before thinking about?" buying anything else no i'll let you take what i do think yeah what i do think though is that they won't look at other publishers um for a little bit they'll focus they'll have them in the background they'll be doing the research on publishers and things like that but i think they'll focus on little more studio acquisitions before they look at another publisher again um and when you've got littler studios, like 10, 20 heads and things like that, it's much easier to manage those. You're kind of just saying, okay, so you're safe now, you're financially good, you can crack on with whatever you're doing. You, you don't have that stress anymore. You can just create your project, have fun. 
they're much easier to manage because they're just doing what they do anyway. Indie studios are very self-sufficient. They, they get on doing what they do. Their main stress for any indie studio is the financial aspect. You remove yeah. that financial stress from an indie studio and just let them fly. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. And then just say, listen, guys, we've got so many tools here. Like we've got the guys that work and we've got the coalition who are masters at Unreal. We've got this studio who's the masters at this. We've got these cloud tech engineers. We've got like we've got so many guys across the board that can assist you. If you need any help, just just drop us a message. Say which what what kind of help you need or what kind of expertise you need, hmm. and we'll kind of cook you up with the the correct contacts at, at these guys, and uh, we'll make sure you get them on board and, and start collaborating with you. But other than that. A lot of these kind of 10, 20, 30 people studios that are already self-sufficient and just have the concern of finances, they're the ones you need to be targeting, I think, for the next acquisitions, and I think there will be. I think that's what they're going to be doing next. They'll get a few more, okay, so what gaps do we have in our portfolio? Right, let's fill that one, let's fill that one. Mm-hmm. I think that's the kind of studio stuff we'll see next. I do agree with that. I, do, I also think, like... The bigger publishers, they don't want to get through another like investigation in the next year or two after the yeah, NBK acquisition. Yeah, a lot of their resources. Yeah, and, and I don't mean financial. I mean, I mean actual like day to day running of everything. Yes, yes. <laughs> it took a you, lot of time. You can tell they've been distracted, man. It it simply is a matter of the fact that the, the top executives are also humans. Like a Phil, like a Sarah Bond, like a Matt Booty, they are all humans, and they they only has the same hours as ours. And at the very end, this this deal and this scrutiny and dealing with all the regulators takes up a lot of time that they could not spend working on the actual brand. And I think to your yeah. point, Jonathan Smith, that's the thing where Xbox definitely needs to prove themselves. Um, they haven't been do- doing well with the big Xbox portfolio r- roster of studios. They just haven't. Yeah, look at this gen. Look at this gen. We have had like in two and a half years, we had Forza Horizon, we had Halo, and Redfall. Yeah, so far. Um, so obviously, they they have a lot of things to prove. My the the outlook is still absolutely amazing, uh, no doubt. If you think about what's coming, yeah, that the showcase was amazing. The future looks bright, but the very end, like Phil himself said, it doesn't matter before you have the game in your hand, playing it and smiling. That's that's the the harsh reality. And that's what I also yeah. to- said to you, Dutch. When, yeah, are we excited for twenty four? Cautiously, cautiously optimistic yeah, cautiously, for it, exactly. Because at the very end, they've announced two games for twenty four. Yeah, that's held by the Navout. And given their track record, they both get delayed. Oh, and they, <laughs> um, yeah, that's uh, that's just a uh, and Towerborn and Towerborn. Yeah, okay. Um, in in terms of the games we actually want, twenty <laughs> four. So. Yeah, if if if, if Towerborn is is the pentiment uh, of twenty four, hey, Light Sim twenty four is going to be cool though. Yeah, it's, that's it's got, that's going to be that's going to be cool. Career. Yeah, so yeah, it's going to career. Um, Big change. And I'm I'm, I'm 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 obviously um I I feel like a Hellblade is going to make it. I'm not sure, but about honestly, after like maybe about was would would have been able to make it, but like I don't know the reception of about was 
not good for some reason i loved what i've seen i loved exactly yeah, what i've seen so i like that it's not I, a copy paste of skyrim i like that it's a little bit but, more colorful it just it's an obsidian game it's not a bethesda yeah. game i love that i but loved also, it i was gonna say we also saw what one year does to starfield yes the, the last year of polish for a vow is going to be exactly the same and the developer that was making the comments as well did state that he doesn't he isn't working on that title now. He's not at the studio. He worked on it. He said up until the point that I left, it wasn't in in the alpha slash beta. Yeah. But he's not there now, so he doesn't know where its position is currently. But he was like, he was defending it. He was like, listen, guys, like this isn't the finished article. Like, no, it, when it goes through its next stages of polish, then absolutely. And the question is now, how much polish will it get? Yeah, will it oh, actually? A lot. Yeah, exactly, and that's that's my, that's what I I meant. Yeah, you you don't know if it if it's gonna make it actually twenty four. Uh, um, I think it will. I, I, Obsidian's this is the thing that yeah, that it's I Obsidian. They are Microsoft they are the insomniac of of Microsoft, like really yeah. reliable, <laughs> well oiled machine. You know, they yeah, they know what they're doing. If you told me it was State of Care that was meant to be releasing next year, not Obsidian's game, yeah. I would be like. Uh, yeah i don't know but obsidian it's a trustworthy studio i'm like yeah yeah i can i can very well believe that they're going to do a, a fantastic job in that yeah. game release next year hellblade i think the same it's just i think for us it's which one releases first which one are we getting them with and yeah. we don't know it's hard to tell now it's hard to tell originally when i seen obsidian's game i thought that looks really close and then people were like, oh, it doesn't look great. I'm like, it looks fantastic. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I do agree. But you know you know what, how it is? Uh, and Xbox wants this to be a big thing. They, they want yeah. out to be... I, I Let me tell you one thing. I, I feel, and I, this might sound stupid to you, but the, the, the pure fact that they changed the logo to a comic font like did not do them a favor. The nope. original logo was dark and gritty, you know, and then they changed it to yeah. this like comic-looking logo of a vowed. They did not do like themselves the, a favor the, with it. The bright blue, the bright, yes, the blue. bright blue, and yeah, like the one. the rounded corners, bubble-like look. Uh, it's like, yeah, uh, and 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 I feel like it it could be. I don't want it. I want the game like Obsidian wants it, but it, it is the harsh reality is these days, if you get the, these kind of receptions, you go back and say, okay, what could we do if it's just delay the game for a, a, another year or so and bring it out in 25? And then people yeah. will actually enjoy it more. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so I'm not sure. I, I trust Obsidian. I do. I really do. Um Again, I feel like they are the powerhouse of, of Xbox Studios. Yeah, like this um, exact thing. And like Bellantone in the chat says, let Obsidian be Obsidian. Exactly. That's what we want. But you never yeah. know that the pressure is there. Yeah. The, and, and the same can, you can say the same about, of course, Ninja Theory. I have zero doubt that they will deliver an incredible experience. But. Hellblade 2 is super ambitious and they've never done such an ambitious game. Yeah, that's just yeah. also the fact. Yeah, it's it's new for them. It's also new for the studio head to not manage a team of 20 people but 100 plus t people. That's like a different it's a different caliber now, yeah? So, you don't know. They target 24 now. 
Yeah. But the one thing that Xbox has been very consistent with is being inconsistent. And so in their game releases and, and, and so who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Xbox. Yeah. So, um, Ninja Scroll, um, with Microsoft taking the ban of hiring new employees, do you see 343 having an influx of devs ready for Unreal 5 Switch, the potential Battle Royale, Royale, uh, the follow-up to Infinite, and offshoot Halo games? One, want me to read it again? <laughs> yeah, don't, they don't have a ban on employing anybody. They're, they're still hiring. No, they don't. I don't think so. They had they had the layoffs in the studio, and you don't lay off people and then hire new ones the month three, after. Three. three for three. Uh, is he talking about? Oh, three I thought you just uh, you just when, sorry. No. The question with mentioned just Microsoft in general. I was like, what? Yeah, no, 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 <laughs> like, no, 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 no. I think three for three. Just three for three. Yeah. Well, they've already mentioned anyway that the kind of that's going on a bit of a hiatus and. Um, it is certain. Is it certain affinity that's doing the yes. the battle royale? So they don't control certain affinity. That's that's up to them. Whatever yes, they do, I think it was certain um, affinity. Yeah, yeah, and they they kind of taking the control over that anyway. So um, I don't mind Halo going on a bit of hiatus anyway, as long as they continue to provide content for those people that are playing Halo Infinite's um, multiplayer. Um, that's all they can do right now. I think as long as they service that content correctly over the next couple of years um, and to make sure that the seasons are substantial and, and, and bring enough content to people that continue to play it, that's fine. Um, I won't be returning to it. I've got no need to. Um, unfortunately, that game had its opportunity to, to, to keep me on it and it, and it, it did, not, uh, did not keep me there. And now the time has passed and there's other things out and... Uh, I will not be going back to it. Yeah, same. And that's what exact I remember that uh, that that sh- when Halo came out, that's what we said on your show so many times. Yeah. Uh, it's the problem is once people are out, they're out. It, it you, they are always like the diehards that you can bring back, but the yeah. vast majority is out. And unfortunately, I'm one of those guys. Uh, when I'm out of a game, it's really really hard to bring me back. Yeah, you gotta be a Witcher, or like a, uh, I don't know, Skyrim or something, or even a Diablo. Uh, but only few games can do that. So yeah, the future of three for three. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I I think we won't see a, actually Halo for a while. I I feel like literally like two three years we will definitely not see anything from Halo. Maybe in 26 again. I don't know. Or even later. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I think that as well. Yeah. All right. But Dutch, with that, let's wrap this show up. Uh, we are running two hours and 40 minutes already. Uh, but it's it's been a blast, man, uh, as always. Uh, so... Yeah, let me thank you, everyone who watched today's episode live here with us. Of course, big shout out to everyone who listens after the fact. Um, if you made it till the end, of course. <laughs> so thank you. Wherever you're listening on your way out, we would definitely appreciate you guys hitting the like button, 
considering subscribing if you're new. Uh, we would definitely appreciate that. Uh, or leave us a follow on, on Spotify or iTunes or wherever you're listening. Um, it would be, would be really cool. But that should let people know what you've coming up then. Yeah, so of course, um, we just celebrated three years of the Midweek Mixer yes, podcast. Yes, we did. Yeah. Um, which has been awesome and uh, just hit 2K for, uh, subscribers as well on YouTube. So massive shout out to all new subs. Big congrats, by the way. That's huge. Thank you. Two, Thank you. 2K. Eventually, it's, it's, it is it's is much harder, especially, um, and obviously we've mentioned this a lot through the years, just being primarily focused on podcasting. Um, with the occasional live stream, but primarily starting off as a podcasting channel, it's super difficult to grow just on podcasts. Um, it is if, absolutely significantly not, harder. Yeah. If you're not doing anything else in between that, and of course we've tried to kind of change it up and I do game live streams and things now as well, but the vast majority of our time has been podcasts. <laughs> mm. So it's super difficult. So to see us get that 2K mark and hopefully push on from there and, and look to get the 3k next year and and so on and so forth and hopefully just kind of barrel rolls a little bit more after that um but yeah it's been it's been an awesome ride so yeah we'll be continuing i'll probably do some form of game streaming over the weekend when i'm chilling out um probably do uh uh again we'll be back to to podcasting next week again with the, the midweek mix-up um but I'm also just looking forward to, to next month when we're at Gamescom and I'm going to be doing some different kind of content at Gamescom. We're going to get oh, yeah. some live stuff going. We're going to be vlogging and stuff. It's going to be good. We're going to be sitting in one of our hotel rooms and do a live podcast in the same room. Yeah. From yep. Gamescom. I cannot yep. wait. I'm going to bring the equipment, going to bring, just going to get this thing off here and I'm yeah, just going to put it on a table and <laughs> like, I'm going to take this mic with me. Yeah. Gonna... It's going to be good fun. So um, yeah, there's going to be some cool content coming over the next couple of months. It's going to be awesome. Especially like you say, we're going to be doing this stuff live. So we're going to have me, Boxy, Mick, <laughs> Gaz. Yes. <laughs> Again, uh, I'm we're... still scared of that dude. Yeah. <laughs> It's gonna be it's gonna awesome. Be, yeah, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be some good stuff coming up. But uh, yeah, thanks to everybody. Thanks to all the support that's that's at, uh, at this channel with us as well on the world of gaming. And uh, look forward to seeing everybody again next week. Absolutely, absolutely. And hopefully next week we will have a returning guest. Uh, not not 100 sure yet, but. Um, yeah, next week we will be back with the world of gaming like every Thursday. Um, but yeah, for now, again, I want to say a big thank you to everyone who tuned in. A big thank you for the super chats that came in. Really does help a lot. It means a lot that you guys consider supporting us. Um, big shout out, of course, to the channel members. Uh, some of them have been here for more than two years now supporting, which is simply outstanding. So super appreciate you guys. Um, but again, we are not here for the money. We are here for for the fun. And so thanks for everyone who tunes in um, and, and lending us your t or giving us your time, Dutch. I think th this is like the biggest compliment uh, you, you guys can do us. Just give us the time. Uh, your, because time is precious, man. And, and for people yeah. to... Like hours, hours on end every week, just sitting yes. listening to us. 
talk about games so <laughs> it's 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 outstanding so appreciate you guys and yeah we will be back next week and uh, up until then oh by the way uh, over the weekend if you see us online uh, playing the out low hit us up uh, we usually love to team up uh, so um yeah it's just a damn shame that Diablo can't have more than four people in a party. Yes, man. <laughs> I was like, the other day I saw you guys online. Remember, you were like, I think with yeah. Shomp and a couple of other guys in a party. And I was like, yeah, it's great you're having fun, but I can't join. So I just dropped out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it needs to need to increase that, even if to increase it to six. Yeah, I mean, they, um, they need raids or something, yeah, where you have to yeah. can team up with like 10, 12 people and just go nuts. But even if you're doing like, even if uh, even if it's like, oh, specifically for dungeons, you can only have four or six people, but on the outer world for for exploring the above yeah. land stuff, like strongholds and stuff, that should be like, take a team of eight with you or whatever. Like that shouldn't have a, a limit on four. I think that should increase that. I agree. I agree. Hey, you never know. Um, yeah, like they did, re- Blizzard treats their games well after launch, like for years yeah. and years out. So you never know. And I, I would be honestly, I would be like really surprised if they don't have like something like rates coming somewhere down the line. Um, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. We're back on Diablo again. (laughs) (laughs) It happens. It happens. It just happens. man. Um, But yeah, again, thanks for tuning in. You guys have an awesome rest of the week and an awesome weekend. And we see you guys next week. And don't forget to game on.